Shut up and sit down. Thank you for joining us here on another episode of Cinema from the Dark Side. My name is Patrick, and I'll be your host for this evening, if you're listening at night. Uh, <laughs> today is going to be a lot of firsts for the show. So first off, we're going to be talking about our first documentary. It's going to be titled A Billion Lives, and it's directed by a Milwaukee local, Mr. Aaron Biebert, who we also have on the show. Hey, Aaron, how's it going? Hey, I'm, uh, it's going good. Glad to be here. Oh, thanks for coming. I so appreciate it, man. Um, also today we have multiple guests coming back for his third time. This guy has his own vaping YouTube channel and he is also a co-host on the culture of clouds podcast. We have Mr. Nick Grim Green. Hey Nick, how's it going? Uh, I've never been better boss. Never better. How are you? Doing pretty well. Good. And then joining, joint, <laughs> making her first appearance on the show. Uh, she also is a vaping YouTuber and is also the co-host of the Culture of Clouds podcast. We have Miss Ruby Rue. Hey, Ruby. Hello. What's up? Hi. Hi. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. Yay. I'm excited to have you. It's been a, it's been a long time in the making. Uh, hey, Ruby, I, I've always wanted to say this to you, but Kasa, do. Kasadu. <laughs> uh, I'm super glad to have him here. And if you are a first time listener on the show, uh, the way we do this is much like the Culture of Clouds podcast. We have a movie news segment. Then we have a main topic, which we will be discussing a billion lives. And then we have a listener mail segment. So without further ado, let's get into movie news. Yeah. And first up in movie news, looks like we have Denis Villanovo, who is an amazing director that's come out within the past couple of years, uh, directed films like Cicero, uh, Arrival, and most recently Blade Runner 2049. Mm. Looks like he's going to be taking on a reboot of the movie Dune, which was originally directed by David Lynch yep. back in the mm -hmm. 80s. So I'm actually pretty excited about this. Uh, I don't. Do you, are you guys familiar with the old Dune? Oh yeah, yeah, very much. Sting was in the old Dune. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sting was in it. I was. A, I was. I yes. liked the old Dune. Yeah, old Dune was Dune awesome. Was great. Yeah, I'm kind of mad that they're redoing it. Like, screw that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just. I'm just. Joking. I don't know what other movies this director has done. His name doesn't ring a bell to me. Blade, Blade Runner 2049 was his last one. Yep. Okay, I didn't see that. Uh, I I liked it quite a bit. I don't know. I gave most I of the credit for that one to uh, Richard Deakins, the cinematographer. The cinematographer. Yeah, that's just me because I'm a fanboy of his. But that's that's okay. That's completely okay. Arrival was really good. I liked Arrival. Um, Arrival and, was really good. Yes, and that's all, one of his. And then is it is it Sicario or Cicero? I'm not sure. They're they're making a sequel. I don't know. Uh, but that one was also really good as well. Um, but yeah, he's going to be taking on Dune and he said it could be multiple movies. Hmm. Um, and we'll of see. Of course it will be. <laughs> of course yeah. it will be. It's just going to be seven Dunes. Just all, yeah. all the Dunes. Just really drag it out. <laughs> Whole series. I think it's going to be cool because I really like Arrival. I'm a massive fan of that movie. I think it's awesome. That and movie was I don't know. dope. 
Yeah, I, I thought I, I thought it was like fantastic, him. and it was kind of mad. I don't know. Saw to him on that. I was supposed to direct the new Dune, but <laughs> <laughs> they found out I made a documentary about vaping, and so that oh, you, yeah. you screwed yourself me. over. Yep, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, going on to our next little bit here. Annihilation director, who also directed Ex Machina, which I I mm. did love Ex Machina quite a bit. Uh, yes, it, unbelievable. Movie. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, looks like he is going to be redoing The Beach, which was originally done with Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you guys remember The Beach? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. I never saw it. <laughs> if Leo's not going to be I, in I it, remember I'm going to let go. Everything else about it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I saw that. I saw that movie. It was good. I, I like The Beach. And The Beach was a great movie. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, he... He wrote this director. He got into writing of films. He wrote Twenty Eight Days Later, uh, movie Sunshine, and he also wrote Dread. Um, so now I started writing. He just uses other people's films. <laughs> ready to retire from writing? <laughs> maybe, maybe. But I mean, when he broke into Ex Machina, I, that movie was so well done. I haven't seen Annihilation yet, so I, I don't know how that film went. But I am super excited uh, to see what the beach is going to be. Um, let's go on to, uh, Josh Whedon of DC is no longer directing Batgirl because DC keeps fucking up. Yeah. DC, that's all they do. That's all they, that's all all that they can do. Like they made one cool movie, like Wonder Woman. Awesome. Right. And then what the hell? What, that's it. So we get one movie, and and then everything else is just gonna suck. <laughs> I I I agree for the most part. I did like I did like Man of Steel, but yeah, Man of Steel and Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nah. you know, Man of Steel. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll do that. I'll give some credit to Man, Man of Steel. Man of Steel, Steel was was, like, was pretty good. It was like entertaining. I remember sitting was, there, and I was like, okay, yeah. I have to shut off my brain. I need to allow the entertainment to just flow over me. And, yes. And I, I, I think my husband, he hated it. He was like, this is the worst ever. So bad. And I was like, well, if you turn off your brain, Superman. it's fine. Oh, that was yeah. the shit. No, I know. That's the worst movie. Worst yeah. movie I've ever seen, actually. Uh, it was pretty bad. It was bad. If I could get so a bad. cut of Batman v Superman with no Superman... Just Batfleck. See, I don't even like Batfleck. Batfleck is the bomb. Batfleck is boss. I don't think I I don't like him. Sorry, I don't like him. Can we get Michael Keaton back? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Imagine an old man Michael Keaton Batman right now. Old man Michael Keaton Batman. God, that would be so tough. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. But amazing. I like Batfleck as well. No. That's where I stand. I like Batfleck. <laughs> hey, Ruby, do you bleed? <laughs> do you bleed? Oh, God. <laughs> don't, please don't quote that That's movie. cool. Come on. That's cool, man. <laughs> I don't care. That's Bat, tough Bat, as nails. Batfleck is boss. All right. Batfleck right. is boss. I'm glad we can agree on this. <laughs> 
So moving on in a shocking turn of events, who could have seen this coming? Weinstein Company is officially declaring bankruptcy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) To go along with their moral bankruptcy. Right. Yeah. 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 No kidding. It's now a financial official. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So um, after they couldn't find a new president to head up the company, they've had issues trying to get um, someone else in there. It looks like there are they are going to declare bankruptcy now declaring bankruptcy doesn't necessarily mean they're completely gone and out of business right um but you know that's just that's that's happening and it it seems like it 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 could go out of business based off all the hurdles they're jumping through right now yeah i mean i've Um, never seen more hate for a company (laughs) ever i mean people hate weinstein more than more than the antis hate vaping it's yeah, intense. That is very true. Mm-hmm. And if we very it, true indeed. It's easy to rally, you know, rally behind the hate of that person. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's super oh, yeah. easy. Yeah, it's Disgusting pretty easy. It's super easy. Yeah. This, yeah. So let's keep going here. And wait, finally, wait, wait, wait. Is no nobody's gonna make the office joke oh, of declaring yeah. bankruptcy? I declare, <laughs> I declare bankruptcy, bankruptcy. Okay, good. There I didn't is. want to let that slip by. I mean, that's a Michael, you can't just say it. He's like, I oh, I didn't say it. it. I declared it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Uh, good. We're good. 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 I'm glad. I'm glad. All right. And uh, and I don't have an article for this one, but I did want to talk about it since I haven't recorded a podcast since it came out. Um, I wanted to talk about the Fantastic Beasts 2 trailer that just got released. Mm-hmm. Who the hell else is so excited for this movie? I'm super excited. I'm yeah, super I'm excited. I never saw the first Dumbledore. one. Dumbledore. Oh Ruby. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dumbledore. Sorry. How did, I don't okay. see, I didn't see it. Was it just like, I don't know, was it like a moral standpoint where you're like, it doesn't have Harry Potter, I'm not watching it? <laughs> yes, I'm taking a stand. <laughs> moral. She's an activist. No, I just, yeah, huge. Um, no, I just it just didn't like interest me. I don't know. Like, I'll probably watch it eventually. Dude, it was better than the normal Harry Potter movies. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, good. a lot of people really like it. Um, the new yeah. movie looks cool. I know um, my husband really wants to see it, so we might go Dumbledore. see it. The, I don't know. The only thing yeah. I am upset about, and I don't know, maybe maybe I'm in the wrong here, but I do not want Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. No, is he's playing? It's Johnny yeah, Depp. He's Grindelwald, and he was revealed as Grindelwald at the end of the first movie. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't love it. I I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I honestly thought, and here, the first person that jumped to mind when I thought who should play this character, because they have Jude Law's Dumbledore, right? Amazing. Give me that. That's where I kind of want to see it. Yeah. Jude Law. Give me that young Albus Dumbledore. Yeah. Yeah, hotness. So yeah. that is amazing. I cannot wait for that. But and I, as soon as Grindelwald was revealed to be Johnny Depp, I was like, why the fuck didn't they get Paul Bettany to play that character? Oh, I don't know who Paul, who, who Paul Bettany. He played the Vision <clears throat> oh. in Marvel. Oh, he would be great. I know. He would be yeah, great. Yeah, just Google Paul Bettany. You'll be like, oh, that guy? And also it's from A Knight's Tale that... Uh, yeah, I, I remember that movie. Uh, from yeah. Okay. <laughs> was in the movie with the Joker. Was in that movie. The Joker. Yeah, he wasn't Heath Ledger in a Knight's oh, yeah, Tale. Yeah, yeah. Duh, sorry. I will, uh... Okay. 
You're on a movie Dude, podcast uh, here. I'm making. I am movie still references. shocked. I have a director what? sitting in my shitty studio. Okay, listen. <laughs> <laughs> not paul bettany though so. i know dude if paul bettany was here i'd be shitting my pants right now um <laughs> but let's go on uh, yeah. to our main topic uh today which again is a billion lives and we're gonna just have a little discussion with uh, the director aaron bieber so hey aaron so give us like a little synopsis just a little taste of what this movie is about okay well it's uh in a lot of ways a uh, corruption film you know looking at <clears throat> The World Health Organization predicts that a billion people die this century from smoking. Uh, you know, all over the world, they've come up with different solutions for people that can't quit smoking. It's obviously highly addictive. And, um, you know, in Sweden, they have SNUS. In a variety of parts of the world, they have, you know, this vapor technology. You know, they've come up with some other new stuff now. And, um, yeah, almost, uh, you know, in some countries, all of it's banned. You know, all these alternatives are banned. Cigarettes are Still there, going strong, and uh, you know we kind of looked at why. Why is that happening? <clears throat> Who's behind it? You know, you know a lot of the misinformation that's out there, and kind of try to figure out well why. You know, why is that? Why is that happening when a billion people are you know projected to die? So that was kind of the that was it. And, and I mean that's that's great. I, that's I, it. Just a billion know. people dying. You know, that's all. Right. <laughs> well, you know, um, I when I saw this, I'm not gonna lie. When this was first available on your website. <laughs> Uh, I bought it three separate times. <laughs> so once for myself and then, uh, other people who I was, who were vaping naysayers, I was like, dude, I will buy you this documentary. Just watch it and see, tell me what you think. So I did, I bought it two other times for two other people. And they, they also were like, okay, wow, this is, they weren't like a hundred percent convinced, but they were like, okay, now I'm asking questions, right, which is right. good. It's basically to crack you know, put a crack in the armor of these people who seemingly were invincible as they sat there and destroyed technologies and techniques people had been using to quit smoking. You know, the the key is that we need people to start asking the questions. Is that even true? Right. You know, does, is vaping antifreeze, you know, does it, is it worse than smoking? Like, is this true? There's a lot of people they will say that stuff because they don't know. Does, is nicotine deadly? You know, all these questions that, you know, uh, the public is really misinformed about. You know, we need people to start using their brain again. It's a billion people projected to die. It's time to start asking real questions and getting real science. And, uh, yeah, so I'm glad to hear that was that was kind of the main goal. You know, we didn't think we could convince them in 90 minutes. but Right. And that wasn't the main point of the movie. The main point was to explain how, yeah, this is, uh, we're not being told the truth. Right. Well, I also like, <clears throat> I, I, it, I also like the fact that it wasn't just like basically a huge vaping uh, paid program, you know, yeah. it, half of it was like a history of the tobacco corporation, you know, telling you about where they, where they came from, how they started the, the lawsuits, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, not good stuff, but uh, <laughs> you know, and then, and then the other half was like explaining this new type of technology mm -hmm. that could possibly save a billion people yeah. and, you know, going from there. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, you know, a couple of the points that I dug out of here, um, you know, you, you mentioned the fact that a lot of people think nicotine is, uh, dangerous, is dangerous cancer causing, mm -hmm. but back in the 1964 general report, uh, they, they stated in 1964 that, uh, long-term use of nicotine on its own presented little to no harm on people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. We've known this. It's been, this is uh, that's almost 60 years ago. 
Yeah. And they're still still saying this stuff, you know, and uh, Go figure. unfortunately, you know, these health leaders, quote unquote, are, you know, keep spewing this misinformation. And now more than half of the public um, believes that nicotine is the problem with cigarettes. You know, and so if you think about that, um, if it's if there's alternatives for people who really cannot quit smoking that have nicotine in them, which is what they need if they actually want to quit the smoking, most likely. Right. Um, they're. They figure, why switch? Because it's just as dangerous. It has nicotine in it. Yeah. Right. And so that's a that's a really, 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 really serious situation. You know, right. that's a really bad situation because you have people that are going to keep smoking for the nicotine and they're going to be dying from the smoke and they don't need to die from the smoke. They can, you know, essentially have their, uh, have their nicotine and their health too, you know, right. and, and uh, they're not switching. <laughs> and all over the world, I just got back from 60 days of, interviewing smokers around the world and that was what we found uh with them too they're like no that's just as bad why bother just smoke the real thing at least it's you know i'm not faking it you know if i'm gonna die from that might as well die from the real thing right so yeah it's serious it's not this isn't even a joke it's fairly serious right exactly i've had the nicotine you- argument very recently with someone in fact last night mm-hmm. i was hanging out with a, a friend of mine mm-hmm. and he was like well Cause he was very interested in my like little drool guy. He's like, well, can I try it? I was like, sure. If you want to, <laughs> sure. And, uh, and he's like, well, you know, I don't really want to start using this again because I quit smoking and this is, you know, just as bad. Like, like <laughs> no, no, like, and I was like, no, I've got so many articles. I'm like, no, I'm going to send you all these articles right now. And like, the long-term like, you know, lung effect study for, that came out of Italy and um, a bunch of other stuff. I was like, bro. And he just kept talking about like how the nicotine was bad. And I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It's it crazy that that's the first thing he jumped to was like, Oh, well they're just as bad. Yep. Like he believed that right away. Right away. And I was that like, was no, no, logic. Yeah. you are believing a lie. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it got heated. It got heated. So I just emailed him like a bunch of articles and stuff. It's like, bro, yeah. you are wrong. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I, that's my main thing whenever someone, you know, I've had, uh, I think I actually sent you guys a listener mail about it forever ago. Um, but I mean, I, one of my buddies I've known for the longest time since like third grade, he, he basically, he said to me, um, he's like, there, he conceded that they were better, but he said, not by much. He basically said, if uh, cigarettes equal cancer, then uh, uh, electronic cigarettes equal like pneumonia or some shit like that. And I'm like, what, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. That makes, that makes no sense. sense. Well, one time a cab driver, one time when we were making a billion lives, a uh, cab driver asked what we we're doing and just chit chat. And I explained to him, you know, we're making a movie. And I'm always, you know, most of the people in the book do not want to hear about vaping. So right. I kind of just beat around the bush on this thing. But finally, he was like, Oh, you mean like uh, e-cigarettes? I was like, yeah, yep, you caught me. That's what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> and, and these, and uh, he's like, oh yeah, my one of my neighbors just died from that. Like he uh, was using these things, and his lungs filled up with water, and he died. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was like, are you? I just like that is not true. I just I'm like, that's not true. That that's so. <laughs> yeah, there's that's, no way that's was true. Was he drinking the fluid? What was he doing? <laughs> No, he probably had pneumonia or something else. And yeah. they just, uh, I don't know. I don't know, but I know that's not true. Yeah. Like, right. that's the one thing I know that's not true. So, and you know, going back to the argument, you know, whenever someone, uh, 
comes up to me and they're they're saying they're just as bad, my instant go-to is the Royal College of Physicians report. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm like, here, here's this 200 plus page study telling you that they are at least 95% safer. And right. it's still an ongoing study. It's not like done with yet. Um, so I'm assuming they'll update more. Yeah, they right. did come out with another update and they're oh, going to continue. They? Yeah, yeah, I mean, and it just reaffirmed it even more. Yeah, wow. exactly. And, and so, this study is from, I mean, the Royal College of Physicians, they're the doctors, I mean, they're the group that discovered, mm-hmm. that first said that cigarettes were going to be really bad for people. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the, the most, same it's the group of doctors. group in the world. I mean, yeah. these are the... People that, you know, the Commonwealth of, you know, former British colonies, that a lot of their doctors look to these folks. Um, this is the, it's a conglomerate of a lot of different medical experts from around the world. I mean, like, this is by far the leading group. And they were right before, you know, they, they beat the Surgeon General to it last time and they beat him again to it. So right. it's like, we need to listen to these people. Well, I mean, most recently, we also have the uh, American <clears throat> Cancer you know, yeah, yeah. coming out with their report saying almost the same thing, but then kind of backtracking saying, oh, well, well we... It's a good yeah. first start. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, a good nice start. Step. <laughs> it's a real good small step. step there. Yeah, but I take, I like those steps. You know, I think steps are good, and obviously I don't criticize people for taking a step forward. But yeah, there's a lot more that needs to be said, and it needs to be said a lot louder because now they got to counteract all of the problems that they've caused. You know, like right. they have to somehow get people to unhear everything that they've been been told so i don't know a lot more work needs to be done yeah exactly exactly um well i mean as a <clears throat> let, let's do this um ruby i'm sure on your youtube channel on culture of cloud same thing with nick um that both of you have kind of said how you got your mm-hmm. start into vaping but let's just let's let's just go around and since because we three are vapors and we i believe all three of us came mm. from smoking uh why don't you why don't you start ruby and tell your story about how you Oh, sure. Well, I was a cigarette smoker for 17 years. Like I'd been smoking for a long time since I was in high school and everything. And, you know, kind of quit a couple of times, but then always went back to it. And um, I was at a a show, actually, I used to play in a band and one of my bandmates, um, it was like right before we were going to play. So we were smoking, you know, I was smoking a cigarette outside the show. And, uh, and he had like a little like gas station, cig like little e-cig. And I was like, that really work. Like, does that really help you? He's like, yeah, like, I feel like it helps curb my cravings. And like, I smoke way less, um, you know, using these like little gas station guys. And I was like, interesting. Inter- like my, it had piqued my interest. Right. So then I, um, started going online and doing some research and like trying to figure out like, what exactly is this? And like, I don't know, like the tech side of it kind of, drew me in and um i like i ordered my first starter kit i found um the the ecf forum and just started talking with people about it and then i found youtube and started watching a bunch of youtube videos about them and i i like went to walmart and bought like a little e-cig while my other one was like in the mail (laughs) i I wanted to start so fast and i like couldn't wait i couldn't wait and there weren't any um this is like before there were any vape shops in my town too so i like went to walmart got a little like throwaway e-cig and uh and started vaping and that was it and then i got my my starter kit in the mail and just dove just full on. And then within like a couple of months, I had bought like 
more vaping stuff and started getting more into e-liquids and getting more into the tech and into the hobby side of it. And, uh, and then a couple months later I started my YouTube channel. So nice. it was, it was fast. Like I went from like zero to a hundred very fast. Yeah. <laughs> kind of the same. Uh, Nick, let's go with you. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I started smoking. I had my first cigarette in, uh, seventh grade. So I don't know. What are you 13, yeah. 12, 13 back then in seventh grade, something like that. Yeah. I had my first cigarette back then seventh grade. And, uh, you know, you can't be a smoker in seventh grade. You don't, you don't, you don't have your brand. You can't buy a pack of cigarettes. So you just kind of smoke whenever you can, as often as you can, whenever your friends might have one, or if you find a cigarette butt, I would smoke cigarette butts off the ground, which is gross. Oh, <laughs> like that's that's gross. I did the same thing. I, I'd go I'd go diving into, into ashtrays. ashtrays. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would dive into ashtrays. I would walk along the side of the road, and you'd you know your day was made when you found like a halfy, like a half a cigarette. <laughs> you felt like the king of England, man. You know. Nice. And so you smoke and I smoke on and off, you know, mostly my whole life. And, you know, as you get older and older, it becomes easier and easier to smoke because suddenly you can buy them. And then the combination of being able to buy cigarettes and being in a rock band that's regularly playing shows at dive bars, <laughs> yeah. your whole life just revolves around rock music, PBR and cigarettes. <laughs> okay. And that's all I did. I smoked. We all smoked. We smoked like crazy. I loved it. I love smoking before the show i love smoking on stage we'd all smoke afterwards and it was just like a smoker's paradise and i loved it i loved everything about it i really enjoyed smoking um i paused my smoking in my 20s for a job i had a job in uh, sensory evaluation i was a coffee taster so i quit smoking because i really wanted this job and so i paused my smoking for about three years and then uh it, it was like riding a bike yeah. again, you know, after I got a different job, I was like, Hey, welcome back into my life. Cigarettes. So I weird. I, you. I, I like and two then, years. Right. And then all of a sudden, and yeah, then you just yeah. jump right back in. And they're like, well, yeah. I guess I'm a smoker jump right again. Back. There we go. <laughs> after having quit for yeah. so long. Yeah. It's like hanging out with an old <laughs> friend again. You know, it, there's something very comforting about it. Um, and uh, so I, it was one of those things where I was like trying to quit and I kept smoking and I was trying to quit. And so I got on Google and I Googled fake <laughs> cigarettes and uh, it led me to this gentleman named Leeford on YouTube who had a pet parrot and he was reviewing these little e-cigs, just this little thing. And he's like, this is the, the such and such model and I, it gives me more smoke and it's more flavorful. And I was really like into this guy's reviews and he was the only dude on YouTube talking about vaping. And so I went on eBay and I bought a really expensive kit and it, it was great, but it didn't quite get me there. Uh, and so I just continued smoking. I went on a trip to Vegas and just smoked like <laughs> Dean Martin in the fifties. Like it was insane. <laughs> and then I get home and I thought, well, let's give that vaping thing another try. So that's when I discovered ECF. That's when I got some real recommendations and I went and bought some starter kits and uh, almost instantly having a better, you know, having better technology, having a better battery and a better atomizer and a better flavors, I discovered this root beer flavor that I loved. I, I was able to just go, okay, cool. I'm just going to do this now, you know, and you go your first 48 hours without a cigarette and you feel like you just conquered the world. It's a great mm. feeling. 
and uh, it's been it's been downhill ever since then. Yes. Oh, well, uh, no. for me, I don't think. I mean, not that anyone would have had a format for me for anyone to know my story, but for me, uh, I started around the same time, seventh eighth grade, and it was yeah. it was sur- it was weird because my dad went to bed. And I was downstairs in the living room watching TV. It was like summer night between seventh, eighth grade. And my dad had left a cigarette pack and he smoked Marlboro Kings. Ooh. And yeah. <laughs> so literally I just went and I, I was like, what's the, what's, why is this? So why'd my dad do this? So I lit one up and I smoked it and I'm like, I don't really feel anything. <laughs> So I lit a, so I lit another one up. Oh, no. This is all in a row. There was no breaks. But like it's not like I'll wait ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I smoked that as well. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm kind of starting to feel something. And then I smoked a third one. <laughs> wow. No. Right out of the gate. Right out of the oh yeah. Right out of the gate. And by the end of that third one, I ran to the bathroom and vomited more than I ever have in my entire life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just about to ask if you threw <laughs> it. I did. I did. Um, barely made it to the toilet. Um, and so from there, you would think like, oh, I, that was awful. I'm never going to do that again. But no, the next day I no. grab another cigarette and I'm like, okay, I get it now. Um, (laughs) smoking rules (laughs) this is great I can do it right and so from there you know kind of the same thing with Nick you know diving in the ashtrays for shorties we called them shorties shorties Um, halfies yeah halfies yeah Uh, you know picking I remember vividly picking up a full Virginia Slim off of a parking lot and I'm like fuck yeah score (laughs) And, you know, from there, I've and that was around like 13, like you said. And from the age of 16, a buddy of mine got a job working at Walgreens and mm-hmm. he just never carded me. So Ooh. I actually found my I found my brand quite early. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got my yeah. So my brand was Camel Wides. Wow. So, brave. I know. Right. I was about to graduate to Lucky Strikes. Man, I like Marlboro Reds. Marlboro Reds. Really? Like hardcore cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, from there, I I was just smoking and I was smoking away. And by the time I hit 19, I was up to two packs a day. Mm. Like I could do two packs a day. Oh, yeah. I was a fiend. And so I had seen an ad, I think it was on like Facebook or something for blue, for blue East. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. for, and I was like looking into blue e-cigs and then, and I start like, I was literally about to order one. And then I read, then I found it like a YouTube video. So nine, when I was 19, that was 2009. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm quite young. Sorry, but, um, <laughs> we'll forgive you. That's cool. Yeah. That's all right, man. <laughs> So from there, I, I read a horrible review on Blue, and then I'm like, oh, what? Uh, DSC 901s? Yep. Uh, okay, I'll look into these. Yep. Oh, these aren't that great either. Okay, 801s? Yeah. No. Uh, K, KR808Ds or yep. something like that? Yeah, I was like, Jesus, what? I feel like I'm in here? Star Wars right now hearing all these <laughs> different <laughs> card names. I don't even never. 
<laughs> we could we could do that later. Um, but um, and then and then I come across your review, Nick, of the Yeti Five Ten. Yeah, the Yeti was a was a banger. That was a good one. Yep, yep. And so I'm I from there I went to myfreedomsmokes.com. Mm-hmm. I remember them mm-hmm. back when they were making their own liquids, and because I was two packs a day almost, I. I was like, I'm, I got to get the highest shit I can get. I got to, you know, I, I don't want to smoke anymore. And so I ordered 48 milligram juice. Yep. Okay. 36. That's what I ordered and, first. 36 clove flavored juice. Ooh, that's, yeah. uh, that's terrible. It was like a punch in the throat. I, <laughs> so I ordered camel. I ordered uh, Jaeger bomb for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. That's uh, a Wisconsin thing right there. Of course. Yeah, of course. And uh <laughs> uh Dr. Pepper and the first hit after I filled up or the first drag after I filled up the cartridge, which never really worked. Nope. Um <laughs> oh the head rush I got from it off of 48 milligram juice. I was like, okay, sold, done. Yeah. Vaping for life. And I it was interesting. I actually tried reviewing uh back in the day and nick you probably don't remember but i actually emailed you i'm like hey man i just uploaded a youtube thing can you like review it and give me some tips and your review was scathing <laughs> oh was it yeah, you know, <laughs> tough love i guess not in a mean way but it, you just i mean you were just truthful you're like you're like uh a get a better microphone uh b what is with that camera angle and because literally it was a cell phone on my desk looking up at yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <Not> up angle. <laughs> yeah. The classic, classic See angle. all your chins. <laughs> right, exactly. And I have multiple. So, um, <laughs> so we, and then I was like, uh, this is, I'm not cut out for this apparently. And I just stopped. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ruin your dream. Get rid of the competition. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> But no, 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 it was fine. I actually did fix those things and I did try to keep going, but it was just, I couldn't buy everything that was coming out around that time. And I was just like, I can't do this. But yeah, so that was, that was me. And, um, you know, personally, and the reason why your documentary speaks to me so much is because, you know, it, we know that cigarettes are deadly. We know that they can cause cancer. Some cases they don't. Some people smoke their entire life, never get cancer. Uh, not saying it's guaranteed, but it definitely right. doesn't help. Um, you know, my the reason why I was looking into electronic cigarettes around that time was because my grandmother had passed away and she was a smoker for life and she was in hospice care and she literally could not breathe on her own. And so that sight like terrified me. Mm-hmm. I tried like the Nicorette gum. I tried the patch. You know, I tried these things. They did not work. You know, around that time, I don't think Chantix had like quite come out yet. So I never gave that a try. Um, but I've, I've heard horrible experiences about Chantix as well. So it, it's, it's, it's really frustrating for me knowing firsthand what cigarettes can do to you. Um, for these lawmakers to, you know, come in and try to ban all these things that have worked for, have worked for a lot of people more than anything like Nicorette or Chantix or, you know, in my opinion, um, it's, it's frustrating, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a. It is. Yeah, you're not alone. Yeah, there's a billion other people right now, somewhat questioning and figuring it out right now. Right. It's bad. So let me ask you this: as a, as a non-smoker, non-vapor, how did this idea come to you to do this? Well, actually, you know, not quite with the like your grandma story, but I was working with a, a guy um, who got lung cancer. He was a smoker and died. He kept smoking all the way until the end. And, um, you know, at that point I was in the, I was actually in the medical field back in the day in a previous life. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I tried to ban smoking in the entire medical facility. I was the, after he passed, I was the, um, president of a 200 bed medical facility. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I said, all right, we're banning smoking. I was one of those people. We're just going to ban it. Like people tried to convince me like, Hey, you know, that's probably not ethical because you know, um, some of these people, they have the right to, you know, they find enjoyment in it, you know, and you can't just do that. And I was just like, come hell or high water, we are banning this stuff because right. we are, we're going to save them all. You know, I was one of those guys, you know, and, uh, you know, years later, you know, I see people yeah. using these vapor products and I thought, oh my gosh, like this is bad. All right. You know, cause I'm not a big fan of, you know, some of the food, the food system in the U S right. And usually artificial stuff it, to me equals not a good idea just in general you know right um i've watched what's happened to our country i've watched what's happened to you know a lot of people they have all kinds of different problems with the food because it's artificial and that oh my gosh so you got smoking now you have artificial smoking smoking right. smoking um and i thought <laughs> this is really bad you know so i'm i know these I see these guys doing it and i'm like oh you guys just smoke the real thing or quit this is ridiculous you guys yeah, yeah, you know yeah. i i was that guy you know and uh you know at, at some point um you know, one of these guys was like, hey, bro, I am not a smoker. I am much healthier and you don't know what you're talking about. Right. And um, and then it was like, you know, uh, a little bit down the road, we were trying to figure out what would be a good movie. Wanted to, wanted to do our first feature length film for theaters. Um, we had had some success in the commercial space doing other sh shorter documentaries. We said it's time to do something big. What can we tackle? You know, like I told you, the food thing was kind of on my mind, but there's a lot of those out there already. And uh, the suggestion was, well, maybe it's time to help educate the people that were like you and didn't know what the heck they're talking about. And um, did more research, find out a billion people are projected to die from smoking. Said there must be a documentary about this. And no, there wasn't. You know, there had right. been people who had tried to start one and kickstarters and the great kickstarter graveyard there's like a kickstarter graveyard of vaping films um all over the place there's three or four of them that never got made oh yeah i've donated take... money to them as as well to try to get them yeah made. They just never got made and so, and so you know we're a professional uh, production company with you know our own funding so we didn't need you know we didn't need to do kickstarters and a lot of people are like i am not gonna give money to this and i'm like don't worry all we ask is that you buy it when it comes out if you like it <laughs> you know support us after the fact we'll make right. it you know and we did we took no outside organization money because we also knew people would be skeptical. Um, and yeah, and the, the rest on that is kind of history as far as how a billion lives came about. We were pretty public about everything we were doing throughout from the beginning to the end, and we're still very public about it. No, interesting. So in this documentary, you have so many guests that have mm -hmm. uh, spoken on it. Um, half, the, half the names I can't pronounce. <laughs> we went around the world for it. We figured, <laughs> you, you know what, we need to get a diverse opinions from a variety of medical and scientific experts. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. for anyone who's listening to this and you have not seen a billion lives and for some reason you think, you know, vaping is a sham, um, 
<laughs> just listen to the type of people he, he's had on. You had the former executive director of the World Health Organization. You had the former president of the World Medical Association, uh, a director of the Action in Smoking and Health, uh, executive director of the Smoke Free Pennsylvania. You've had formal legal counsel of the Smoking and Health Action Foundation. Um, and you have had mu multiple uh, doctors on here. Mm -hmm. um, how did you go about getting these interviews? Yeah, well, we just, uh, we use the internet. And okay. uh, obviously there's a lot of, as you know, a lot of people out there that care about this topic because they're either avidly against smoking or they're avidly for helping people quit smoking. And um, you know, a lot of people obviously that relate to the vaping, you know, mm -hmm. As soon as, we, as soon as we got past the initial awkwardness of, I'm not a vapor, but I'm going to make a movie about you guys. Um, <laughs> after we got past that, um, you know, it, it became a very friendly relationship. People could tell, you know, just in general, looked at our previous work. They knew it was going to be good. They, they were cautiously optimistic. And so we were, you know, not only had done our own research and had already begun interviewing people, but we started to, I went to this. I was contacted, so in our initial launch um, video that we put out, there was a quote um, about how this can help save a billion people. Mm -hmm. And uh, the editor of the magazine, or the editor of the medical journal, who is also a, a, a PhD, contacted me and said, hey, you used my quote in your thing. That's awesome. Um, I would love for you to come meet some of the, the medical experts behind this in Poland. And I was like, Poland? Okay, hmm. <laughs> you know, at this thing called the Global Forum on Nicotine. Okay. So I I was like, oh, well, that sounds really good. Yeah, I think so. Let's do it. And then he tells me the dates during my sister's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> during my sister's wedding. I'm in the wedding. Okay. I am one of the people standing up at this point. I'm like, ah, I, I don't think I can do this, dude. <laughs> um, you know, I can't do it. And he's like, well, I know you're looking to interview Han Lick, the inventor of the modern e-cig. Yep. And I said, yeah, we're trying to track this dude down all over the world. We hear he's like hiding in Amsterdam or something. He's like, he's like, I got him. <laughs> you can, you can interview him if you come. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is bad. Cause I have my sister's wedding or literally what we think will make the movie. Right. And, uh, you know, I talked to her. I, <laughs> this was a tough conversation, but we did ultimately decide, yeah. you know, the weight of what we were trying to do. I, I did promise to make it up to her and have a celebration after. We ended up taking her on a cruise and her and her husband, and we celebrated that way. Um, only took two years. But um, <laughs> we did We did end up, yeah, going. And, uh, you know, GFN was, was in many ways kind of the a major point for uh, the film. We interviewed Han Lick there. Nice. Dr. Derek Yak, former executive director at the health world health organization. All, most of those people that are on there. In fact, we did, you know, probably 60% of our interviews that made the movie there. Oh, okay. And we did have to bounce through a variety of locations <laughs> in, in Warsaw to make that not look terrible. But a lot of these guys didn't have a lot of time, but they were very gracious enough to sit down with us. And so, that's really that was really the beginning of the credibility for us mm -hmm. and, and getting the information that we really seek to also open my eyes quite a bit. Like this isn't just some rebel group of people who knows the truth. Like, no, these are like some of the the top doctors in the world know the truth. Right. And people aren't listening to it. And that's when I really started to believe, hey, there's something going on here. Um, you know, and sort of a little bit more. I'm not a conspiracy theorist in any way, shape, or form in general. I just right. am not. But I was like this isn't really a conspiracy. This is a fact that 
people are ignoring, you know, some of the top medical experts in the world and continue on with their, their, their um, misinformation campaigns. I said, well, now we got to figure out why. So All after right. that, then it was kind of like, we spent a lot more time investigating, like, why is the American Cancer Society, and most cancer is related to smoking in the U.S., why do they keep going against this so fiercely? Like, right. why not a wait-and-see attitude? Why not a, hey, you know what? Looks like some people are quitting. We don't have all the information right now, but we're cautiously optimistic. Right. For now, you know, we're going to just wait and see. Yeah. But instead, they came out fiercely and were urging the FDA to ban these things, which they did. Granted, the court overturned that. But they were seizing this stuff when it was being imported. And I'm thinking, why? Mm-hmm. Why American Cancer Society? Why, why, why? You're sub- and the American Lung Association. Why aren't you taking a more intelligent non-biased, educated approach. Why aren't you talking? Why aren't you doing the research? Right. American Cancer Society, you make a billion dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you running studies? We could stop cancer. We could not, maybe not all of it, but you could cut a lot of cancer. In Sweden, where they use um, tobacco harm reduction product called Snus, right. half the rates of cancer. Imagine if America had half the rates of cancer, half the death. <clears throat> Wouldn't that be epic? And yet... Yeah. These guys weren't doing that, nor were they advocating for snus, by the way. No. <laughs> I've never seen them come out and say, you know, instead of smoking, use this uh, product. No, no they no. they do not. And so I dove in, you know, we went into their financial records going back 20 years. We did a lot of, you know, a lot of research into what, why, you know, trying to understand that. I still don't 100% know the answers, but I will say um, some of them are coming around now. And so it's a little bit uncomfortable when I'm sitting on boards with some of these people. <laughs> like, and just the other day, like some people wanted to watch the movie and I realized they were in the movie and I was like, mm-hmm. Nope, you don't need to watch it. Don't worry. <laughs> good. Like, Oh yeah, it's old. You know, I say these things like, even though I don't believe that, you know, we made that movie, we made this movie to still be instructive a hundred years from now right. about what happened and also how not to let this happen ever again. Like we cannot, you know, when things are big, problems we have to come together we have to use our brains and we have to listen to each other we can't just be having our little fiefdoms of uh, power you know which ultimately mm-hmm. i think a lot of this comes down to pride money egos power all yeah. of that kind of stuff we want control mm-hmm. and uh, they were losing control and so what do they do they fight instead of helping people they just wanted to fight so anyway right. i don't even know what your question was I forgot as well. So it's. I think you said, "How did it begin?" And I just, I gave you pretty much. I give you the first half of how it began. That's give us the full director commentary for the whole (laughs) movie. (laughs) (laughs) Another time, anyway. No, that but that was that was amazing. There was you know, um, and the thing I love about your documentary, you know, you said yourself, you're not a conspiracy conspiracy theorist. No, you know, a lot of the stuff you provide is fact. It's not. Like we think it's this, you know, we, it could be that it's literally facts. Yep. Why we went to the scientists and doctors, you know, we said, we got to talk to these people. We can't just, you know, unfortunately I, I did want to interview a lot of the folks that have been using the product and, you know, we did try to in some cases, but um, ultimately we knew that the public who is the, the, we were making this movie for the public. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't care about, you know, I mean, specifically we didn't care about reaching vapors. We didn't care about reaching, you know, a lot of the people that already knew mostly we were trying to reach the public who were curious and were wondering mm-hmm. the hard end people. We knew we weren't going to convince them and the people who are already, you know, on in favor of this kind of stuff. We knew we weren't going to help them understand it better. They already knew all of this, but the public, you know, and so, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was kind of the goal, but nice. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Um, 
I had a, I had a question, totally forgot what I was going to do. Um, oh yeah. How long overall did this take to make from beginning to end, from the conception of the idea to actually releasing? How long was that process? <laughs> well, it took a little bit longer because we were doing it independently, you know, and had a lot of forces against us in right. some cases, but, uh, we actually filmed the entire movie in about six months. Okay. Um, for the most part, about six to nine months. Then we edited it for another six months. But ultimately, we were waiting for the release when we wanted to have the world premiere and dealing with that. That stuff becomes pretty political when you're dealing with movie releases and when, you know, uh, film festivals, we wanted the right launch, you know. And so we had um, rushed out some rough cuts to some of the bigger festivals in the U.S. And it just wasn't it just wasn't up to snuff. I mean, I would be happy to take the the blame on why they didn't. I won't blame them, but there were some there were some um there was one festival that had some um sponsorship surprisingly still from some of the uh, at least a big tobacco company who you know, we do question whether there was some problem with that at this point the movie which went on to win um awards around the globe on four different continents why they weren't willing to accept the movie after it had kind of been uh, gotten into a pretty good you know, state. And then we found out that some people, you know, were working behind the scenes potentially on that. And so that stuff starts to get me irritated, but what we did get an offer because of Twitter and a lot of the community was really rallying behind us. It was right. a, really an amazing situation with that, but people were on Twitter tweeting all the festivals telling them they needed to have our movie. And, uh, we got the number one um, documentary film festival in the Southern hemisphere and New Zealand reached out to us. And New Zealand was a country that had banned um, these vapor products, um, right. banned the sale of, of nicotine in their country, which, you know, obviously we know is was hurting smokers, right. um, but that there was some potential for change. And so we said, yep, all right, this is the one. Prestigious festival, absolutely was amazing when we were there, full of quality people, quality films. Um, New Zealand, which is a country that needed help, and... Um, and it was the right time because also time of year, we didn't want to wait a whole nother year, <laughs> you know? Right. So, you know, in May, that's a, that was the time where, yeah. So we said, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to go to New Zealand. We're going to launch this thing. I'm going to do tons of press and we are going to make some change here. And, and that's going to kick this all off. And so we went down to New Zealand, um, which was expensive, but was awesome. And, uh, you know, we, uh, yeah, I did the festival. I did the number one TV show in their country. We did radio. We did all kinds of stuff. And, you know, three days after the movie came out, we invited a lot of people that came to the movie. A lot of really important people came. And three days later, they came out on television. Their government said, we are going to reevaluate this. That's that's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, uh, that's so cool. And it was I just I know. I mean, we were only a small part of this. There's an amazing group of people there that helped us plan this. You know, it was a community effort. This movie was a community effort. For sure. And, uh, you know, when I heard that, I was just amazed. But, you know, I was wondering. Now I have I was just there again um, two months ago. And there are groups of people that are, there's a vape to save group that's going around. They're passing around their mods to um, smoking mothers and helping. Um, there are thriving vapor technology companies. There are, it is a, it is becoming a leader slowly but surely in a lot of ways. Um, for countries around the world and um and it's you know and and i was so thrilled to be a part of that because that's that's what we need to do in other countries too including you know the u.s we need to we're closer on that but you know like australia there's hotlines to call in your neighbors if they're vaping right that is so shocking yeah, right there by the way not far away just a hop skip and jump across the uh the yeah. glitch, they call it but, australia yeah. has <laughs> taken a very different stance on vaping yeah. It's crazy. Well, I mean, Australia itself, I mean, they 
I mean, I don't know the specifics, but have you seen a cigarette pack that came out of Australia? <laughs> Is it the ones yeah. with the really uh, like gory pictures? It's like yeah, horrible right. cancer-ridden throats and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, it's literally just a single, yeah, it's a single font. You can't have any of your own special font. And it's just literally like pictures of de- like, uh, cr- you know, shitty lungs. And uh, they, they, uh, I don't know if they still do that in Canada, but uh, they used to do that in Canada. It's plain packaging, and like photos of like really scary shit. And, and yeah. this is used yeah. as a deterrent to buy a cigarette and plain packaging. Is what it's called. It's actually been found mm-hmm. to not deter people from buying cigarettes at all. No. Right. Yeah. People are still smoking. Yep. Yep. And yeah. actually, in this, uh, we just did a short film here with some polling information from the Foundation for a Smoke Free World, where we travel around and actually interviewed smokers, mm-hmm. which was not something we'd done for a billion lives for whatever reason. Probably from budget and probably from focus. Like we weren't specifically focused on smokers at that point. We're more focused on the technology and corruption. Right. But actually talking to some of these people, in fact, one of the pieces in this thing we just put out on our Facebook page and YouTube showed that one of these gals was literally saying about how they put these pictures on. She's like, we just keep on smoking. And then she laughs. Like, if you're an addicted smoker, you are absolutely not quitting because there's a picture. It might make you sort of think about it. They already know. Right. So it's just, <laughs> and it's all over the world, by the way, the picture thing, that's not uncommon. That's right. we had picture. If people are curious, um, there are picture, we have footage of all these different packs from different parts of the world and they are very gory mouth with no teeth in it, yep. you know, just, yeah. It's, oh, disgusting. Yeah. And it's not helping. So it's just interesting, but they, these are the things they think will help people stop smoking. This is what the, the folks, you know, kind of the proud, we call them the preachers in the movie. That's mm-hmm. what they think will help. And it's not helping. I'm not saying they should get rid of it, but we need to obviously go beyond that because that's not doing it. You know, yeah. it's not doing it. And I mean, in when people, when you, you know, when you see that and you still see people smoking and it's like a, a non-smoker normally doesn't get it. They, they don't just quit. Just, I don't just what, quit. Yeah. Just quit. Like they don't understand. Exactly. They don't understand the, the hold that a cigarette has over a person. They, they no. don't understand that at all. No. I mean, look at me. I smoked three cigarettes in one night, vomited. And then the next day I lit up another one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard stories like that. I've heard that Give same story all that. over the world, repeating on repeat, you know, right. and, uh, there's, yeah. there's definitely something there. And I feel like people that just tell people just to quit. I mean, that's like, uh, you know, it's like telling an alcoholic to stop drinking or right. someone who's got well, other, pro- you know, and these are real humans. These are our neighbors. Yeah. They deserve respect and they quit or die. The the quit or die mentality is only acceptable with cigarette smokers. There's there's nothing else. There's no other addiction, physical addiction or otherwise, where it's quit or die. Just quit or die. You're an alcoholic. Stop drinking or die. That that's Mm -hmm. unbelievable to me that we still have the quit or die mentality with cigarette smokers. Right. I hate it. Yeah, totally ridiculous, man. And it's and it's. Yeah, it's shameful. It it really is. It's 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 heartbreaking even for me. Um, you know, I'm gonna tell a little story. Sorry if I get a little emotional and with everyone involved right now. Uh, I'll try to do my best. But in August, my father passed away. Mm-hmm. So he was a smoker, as we said. That's where I got my initial start. <laughs> and uh, you know, he did quit. Um, about 
I'd say like seven or eight years before he passed. And, you know, and he died. He, he also wasn't the healthiest guy. You know, he was overweight, just like me. And but I mean, obviously, cigarettes didn't help with that whatsoever. He had circulation issues, um, you know, um, but I it, it sucks for me because I know that if he had had these these life saving devices, I can say that I don't own a business, but um, <laughs> The if if he had had these life saving devices and started using them around the same time I started using it, there's a very good chance he would still be here today, you know. So yeah. it's it, it really sucks when you know because what it comes down to for lawmakers and businesses is money, you know. Sadly, it's sadly that's what it's they openly debated to. that in some parliaments around the world. Like, well, should we? Oh, should we allow these things because ultimately we'll be losing uh, tax revenue. Right, like this was openly debated in the uh, parliament in Ireland and other countries, openly. And you even said in the film one of the points I uh, wrote out here in 2013, uh, the states collected upwards of 29 billion in tobacco taxes and annual settlement payments. Yeah, 29. <laughs> I don't even know billion. what kind of. I don't know what that even means. <laughs> so much money. That's more than no, some countries' yeah. GDPs. Like right. that's an insane amount of money. So that's a fictional yeah. amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> it's an insane amount of money. That's partly why, you know, I, I was definitely nervous throughout this whole process. You know, like you taking really, some doors. We're really screwing some serious things up. I mean, not just us, but this whole movement is. And ultimately, you know, you, you'd be foolish. You don't talk about conspiracies. You'd be foolish to think that there aren't people that are going to fight back. Right. I mean, it's just that's just dumb. Like, yeah. don't think that this isn't. There aren't people that are thinking about this. Don't don't be naive. You know. Um, I'm, and so, yeah, I don't know. It's tough when you talk about your dad, you know, and my, yeah. my wife lost her father too, way too young. And you think about all of the cost of one life. Right. One. Forget about a billion for a minute. We, no one knows what that even means. A billion right. lives. What does that even mean? I don't know. I still don't know because I can't fathom what a billion <laughs> people are. Right. That, that's, I can't. That'd be everyone in the U.S., you know, three times over. Like, exactly. I can't fathom that. I still don't know what that means, but I know what one life means, you know, and, you know, when you think about that alone, like, it's a crushing amount of pain that this is causing, and yet these people still don't care. So exactly. it's time for the people to do their thing, like they've done in many revolutions, and it's happening it's slower than it should be because it's not as violent. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we need to push back. This is enough of this stuff. Of course. You know, enough. Enough's enough. Yeah. I could not say it any more perfectly. Could not say it any more perfectly. And, you know, when yeah. you say, you know, just let, let's just look at one life. If one life goes, that's not the only life affected. It's right. the people who knew that life as well. Maybe the next, maybe if we do a sequel, it'll have to be like 5 billion lives or something. <laughs> <laughs> seven, 7 billion lives. Right. <laughs> 7 billion lives. 2 but, billion lives. We'll just do the, 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 every sequel because it'll be like a Marvel franchise here. We'll just have 2 billion <laughs> lives, 3 yeah. billion lives. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask, is there gonna be a sequel? Like kind of jokingly, I was gonna ask, is there gonna be a sequel two billion lives? I yeah. don't think so. <laughs> you know, the the thing is it's very expensive to make these movies. Right. Um we did have some premieres and had some sponsors of the events, like the parties, the after parties, mm -hmm. which helped defray the cost. But I mean ultimately this was a, a money losing situation for sure. And a lot of people are like, Oh, you're rich now. No. Piracy has changed the game. Like it's a documentary. Like uh, we were lucky to have a lot of people show up in theaters, and that 
you know, it was it wasn't as bad as it would have been, but ultimately I think three to four million people have pirated the movie. You know, we really? yeah, and and I'm okay with you know, I get at the end of the day, like looking back, it'd be nice for it to make a big impact and and, and the movies played on you know on uh, networks around the world uh, publicly, and you know it's gotten out there and whatnot. So I'm happy about that. It's just unfortunately the realities of the business side of it. You know, I can't imagine a you know I can't imagine a, a an instance where we would we've said a lot about it. Obviously there's some new additional things that have evolved and uh, we did update like the Blu-ray version and the online version do have slight updates on the text, you know, to kind of give people a little bit of an update on that. But um, yeah, I just can't picture that. And you know, any foundations or anyone else that would give money instantly, then we would be taking money from someone who had an interest in the topic, which, right. you know, would automatically yeah. take away credibility. And so, you know, it, there's no way to win other than to do it ourselves again, and and I just can't see that being a, an intelligent financial decision. We could do some sort of a Kickstarter, but I just I don't know. I just can't imagine that. Well, well, I did out. my part. I bought it three yeah, times. Yeah, thank you. And and, 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 <laughs> and, and, and you know, at some point, yeah, thank you. And I mean, a lot of people did. Don't get me wrong. It's just if you could imagine the promotion of the movie itself was more expensive than making it. You right. know, and everyone's like we wanted this movie for free. What you're not doing anything. It's like, well, the PR and the publicity we're creating, we're on CNBC. We're on, uh, you know, the street, we're on number one uh, TV shows in a variety of countries. Like these things, you know, are expensive to do, you know, publicists are expensive. Marketing is expensive. Like, right. and so, yeah, I mean, because of the people that did support it, we were able to do that stuff. You know, we didn't go bankrupt or anything. You know, I still drive my car from that I bought back in 2009. Um, you know, like, that's cool. I don't mind that. But it's like, it would be hard to do it again, uh, you know, without saving right. up some money again, like we had been doing. So I don't know. We'll have to see. But I mean, we did, you know, we did do a short. And what we're currently doing right now is um, not for theaters, but uh, Derek Yak, Dr. Derek Yak, the former executive health director of the World Health Organization, did. Um, start a foundation. Uh, he he got uh, he got Philip Morris to give him a billion dollars. <laughs> so wow, <laughs> kind of crazy. And uh, typically that would be something where you know you would be sus- suspect. You know that'd be suspect. You know a tobacco right. company giving money to a a medical uh, leader. But um, I know Derek, and uh, he asked me to help him launch this foundation. And um, I know what they're doing and I know the things they're doing and I've actually been very supportive of it. That's one of the things that, you know, people have been saying for so long is like, there's not anybody to counter punch, you know, to all these negative things. And, uh, and Derek is a honest guy. He, he, um, and I've been, we, we get to make the, the, the films that we want to make. And actually, so we're doing a thing where we just put out a, a global overview that was about eight and a half minutes long. Mm-hmm. We're going to put out a, a two minute, um, one for each country, including the U.S. So we're going to be doing basically a series of these things. It's not for theaters or anything, and they'll be free and open to the public. But it's actually been really good to be able to spend the time, you know, making, you know, some more follow-up stuff. So in some ways, there's no sequel, but we are doing more work in that. And uh, the thing that we just put out, you know, was really about the confusion. You know, a lot of smokers don't know how to quit. Like you were saying, your friend, I don't know if that's better, you know, and still is skeptical. You know, that's something that I'm looking forward to, to being a part of. Um, I do realize obviously, you know, some of that, anytime you're getting a grant from, you know, a tobacco company, that's a little bit tricky. Um, but I'm so far removed from that. I've never met these folks. I have no interest in meeting them. And, uh, you know, no one tells me really what to do when it comes to this kind of stuff. And so I've been, I've been, I'm cautiously optimistic that we can help tell that story and continue to, 
to you know continue the fight um and do it with a little bit of funding because ultimately that's the thing that's been missing for so long is like well how do you travel to these things how do you spend the time to edit them in a high quality way that the public will respect you know yeah. because making youtube videos like for the public like ultimately like it's tough for people to spend the time to do it at a level the public expects and so we we yeah we we brought the uh, A team, same team that made a billion lives, and we made all these other things, and I'm I'm excited for it. So th- that's probably the closest we'll get to a sequel, but you never know, I guess. But that's so cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, we're we're very excited about. It. In fact, I think we're almost a hundred thousand views on it. It was just released uh, this week, and so I mean, yeah, we'll see. You know, it'd be nice for public. That was one of the arguments that people had is like, just put the movie out for free, and I said that won't actually help it spread more because mm. then it won't have any prestige. Um, and, and yet here, so we have a free one out now and I'm hoping people share it, but ultimately if that was what happened to the movie, I would have been totally disappointed. So I'm actually very thankful. We slow walked the release of that movie and gave it credibility and prestige and awards and all that. Cause a lot of people said, you know, people are lives are online. Just put it out for free right now on YouTube right now. People are very adamant about that, but that wouldn't help. And so I don't know, we're going to see, yeah, if this thing somehow gets a hundred million views, like, yeah, all right. Well, then I guess that's what we should have done with a billion lives, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll no. see. So, well, if you eventually ever do that with a billion lives, the great thing about a billion lives is the information in it is still really very relevant. Yeah. I don't want to say it's like a timeless movie, but it, it, right. it, catalog i mean it shows the history of vaping and why these things are happening and the information in it (laughs) is still really really very relevant so you know uh relevant so i think if someone watched it a year from now oh yeah i would still have the same impact as uh, as the day it came out i was gonna say the same thing you know the the long-term impact of the movie like you still don't know what's right what's gonna happen like no right Think about a lot of like, you know, the food documentaries and stuff like you mentioned earlier that are out on Netflix, right? Like some of them are 10 years old, but there's the information is still really relevant and they're still getting a ton of views. I don't know. Yeah. And we, and we have, uh, I do have an agent in in Hollywood and they're still working on like this Netflix thing. Like, Oh, so there is a possibility. Oh, absolutely. It's just, the problem is you got all these things because it's still playing. How do we do that? Well, yeah. I mean, right now the, it, right now the movie is playing on networks it's currently being played like uh, in israel 10 times they bought it they bought it for 10 times i believe it was only 3600 dollars for for playing it on their number two network in the country for 10 times i mean like people don't know how much this stuff pays it's not nearly as much as people would imagine to be on television but nevertheless my point is uh they won't put it on tv if it's free on the internet they won't probably put it on Netflix if it's not somewhat exclusive. Like there's all these things that have to happen. And so right. we fully want it on Netflix. Um, the only thing that's been holding that back is just the whole process of walking this stuff through. And a lot of people are like, oh, now I'm starting to understand why other movies aren't instantly on Netflix because that just, unless it's owned by Netflix, it has to go through this process. And I try to explain this to people numerous times, but they all just think we're we're lying to them. Like, just put the movie out. Like, we, I get more hate mail. <laughs> I get more hate mail from vapors than any other anti-vaping people. Really? This is a, I think I win. Yeah. Absolutely do I win. And I, I'm guessing Nick and Ruby definitely would agree with this. The, the banter behind the scenes is like, you just want money. You don't care about people. Like, and it's just ridiculous. But, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I get more hate mail. At one point, I was like, I took like a year off from even like talking about this topic practically. Derek had to drag me back into it. Um, only, yeah, I just was like, I can't handle it anymore. You know, you try to help people and then they just, you know, you know, that also, I mean, on a business end, that doesn't work. I mean, you can't just 
pour out all this money and just be like, here's it for free, you know? That- well, and impact, forget the money from it. And that's why I tell people, like, forget the money. You can't have the impact. We can't get it on Netflix or on television or whatever if we don't follow these steps. If right. we put it on the internet, nobody will touch it. Right. Because what do they have to offer? Why would a TV station play if it's on YouTube? Stupid. You know, and so... <laughs> This isn't how the world works. And I try to explain to people, guys, I'm not trying to screw you. Yes, we would like to have a career. We would. Right. I'd like to make money helping people. I would like to, I mean, have, you know, have a career helping people, but you have mm-hmm. to have money. People have to pay their rent, their mortgage, you know, all that stuff. And so <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But anyway, I mean, it's, it's not, I, I'm over it now. And, uh, <laughs> it I, sounds I, like we're <laughs> over it. Well, it's still yeah. a scar, yeah, but I mean, I'm obviously out. We're still, I just, was giving, uh, you know, talks. We just had this uh, premiere of this new thing in a group of, in front of uh, some princes and princesses and billionaires and Navy SEALs. And, like, this premiere we just had at Mount Vernon, um, where George Washington's home. We just had an epic event there. And people are waking up. Like, people with power are saying, oh, like, this could be something that I could help with. You know, and so right. I'm... I'm still in the fight. Yeah, I was a little bruised by it. I haven't been getting as much hate mail lately. Thank you <laughs> to all of you guys out there. But but uh yeah, I mean it's it's we're back. We're back. So we're back in. So I think Nick at one point tried to ask, like, what can we do to is yeah. there anything we can do as the public to help get this on Netflix? Well, uh there was a lot of great people that had um checked in with Netflix and requested it. I think that that was long enough ago where it might be warranted maybe if people are on netflix just request the movie because theoretically um netflix doesn't take you know i don't they don't take submissions like you don't submit your movie to netflix they have to want it and so we have people we have industry people working on it so i'm not overly worried about that but i do think one of the things is we have to continue to make an attractive movie you know and that the community is a big part of that i think the community has been great we just released this last thing. If people would be willing to share that, that will help add to the profile, show right. that there's still interest in the topic. You know, some people have said, well, this is old news. You know, no, it's a current fight. It's a current battle and it's currently very relevant. It's still going on. You know, yeah. but I mean, theoretically, you know, we had, you know, we need people to share, share the trailer, you know, get some people still active on that and maybe hit up Netflix. But, you know, if you have a, a movement, which I've been super thankful for that we have the people behind it, um, you know, just stay active and say hi, comment on the new video, just show that it's a relevant thing. You know, I think we had 75 comments. That's great. But Netflix is probably hoping we have like a thousand comments. Now we don't need that. It doesn't boost my ego at all to have that or not have it, but that would be one way to show like, yes, this is still an active thing. And yes, um, we should have it on Netflix and people will watch it if it's on Netflix. Right. You know, like they get, we got to show them that they'll watch it. So you know, there's a variety of signals that people can do. And I think just show some support one way or the other, you know, just show support, um, however that is. Um, and I think that will help. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie here. This is, this is a true story. I called Netflix, uh, three to four different times. Nice. <laughs> and on the off chance, I got the same person. I used a different voice. <laughs> <laughs> <That's great. laughs> This is great. And I was like, hey, did you hear about this uh, this documentary called uh, Billion Lives? And they're like, no. I'm totally not the guy from before. Well, I'm should... a different gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it was only when uh, I, I couldn't tell if it was the same person I talked to. One of the one of the people I talked to, like literally was one of the people that we've been talking about who I suggested it. 
kind of told her what it was about and she's like oh i've heard these electronic cigarettes things will kill you and yeah. all, and i was just like oh well that's kind of what the documentary is about you know yeah. and, and there's a misinformation there's been some of those people that said we're not going to do this because we don't want to spread the lies you know and it's like well did you watch the movie and so yeah some of it takes a little bit of time and you know a little bit more science coming out that verifies that we weren't totally crazy and that the public needs to know this and yeah i i think I think it will end up on Netflix. I absolutely do believe that, which is one of the reasons why we aren't putting it out for free on the internet, even though, you know, the whole piracy thing um, is because once we do that, then you're definitely not getting the credible, like you're not getting Netflix. You're not getting, you're just not going to get that. So right. we want it out there. So people can say, Hey, it's on Netflix. Cause ultimately that means it's credible, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. we need credibility. This topic needs credibility. That's been one of the things we've started to do from day one is like, we need credibility. We refuse to, overly engage and talk just blatant like crazy fanboy talk about vaping we don't talk like that because we want to take more of a you know a, a neutral-ish approach we're positive of it obviously and we're, we're for it but at the same time we don't want to be seen as crazy people and so we keep we keep that approach and yeah i'm confident in the long run it's going to help more but in the short run yeah it's a little bit frustrating well i mean even in the short run though and I kind of, I don't know if this is a source out. <laughs> well, let's for you. check it out. <laughs> um, you, your documentary was actually in the running to be nominated for best documentary for Oscars. Yeah, we, we made it onto the list of, um, it's not a very long list of, of movies that are eligible to be, to be, to win an Oscar. It's right. not an easy thing to do. It did revolve around theaters and other things that a lot of people thought was nonsense and stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, we had this plan and, um, yeah, we, that was, that was great. That would have been, that would have been something if we would have won or even got yeah. nominated. <laughs> that well, would have I mean, been insane for the movement, but yeah, we just, we didn't have enough money. A lot of those guys have big, um, nomination campaigns that are run behind the scenes. We're okay. We did do a Hollywood premiere and we did have a lot of really cool people there. Uh, I mean, it was great. We had, uh, you know, even like Tito Jackson and a variety, like judge, faith and all these different like personalities not no a-listers you know but uh <laughs> former a-listers you know and stuff like that you know and and that was the best we could do and it was good we had a big party up on top of the w in the hotel you know the w hotel in hollywood did a lot of cool stuff but ultimately like you know there's a lot that needs to happen we did one of the gals from the oscars like the one of the ladies who runs it actually did come to our movie and afterwards she said i'm gonna be telling people i'm gonna be pushing we'd end up on the list but you know, we didn't reach enough of the voters, really. And but even then, that's still got to feel really good. Felt amazing, yeah. First, first feature-length uh, movie for theaters. You know, here yeah. we are. We're at least in the conversation. Um, you know, but I feel like I failed. You know, in some ways, because we were fighting for the community. You right. Know? And all every time you don't quite get there, not only do you get more hate mail, but I care enough that you know it sucks just personally not quite getting there. Well, I know? mean, if if you really think, and I know, and I know it must, you know, I. I I don't know, but I can assume it feels, yeah, not good to actually make the nomination. But I mean, to think about the billions of people that live in all around the world and how many, how many were in that list of possible nominees? Do you have like a rough number? Uh, Yeah, like 50 or something like that. 50. So your film out of 50 documentaries, you know, out of a billion people, that had to feel good just to like be like there. You know what yeah, I mean? No, no. I mean, it's of course, you know, but at Who the same time, the urgency, the urgency of yeah. all the death and lying going on, you know, you feel like, well, it's not enough to be on a list, you know, and right. people, some people that yeah. were critical were right. Well, mm-hmm. that's not helping. Congrats to you. Like, you know, you try to have some, 
you know, you try to take some personal like victories out of this as well, because mm-hmm. obviously we're people, you know, and we right. like to have personal feelings, you know, at times you're allowed, we're, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, it's like, wow, that didn't help. Yeah. You're close, but close only counts in hands and horseshoes, you know, and, and we didn't get there. And so, yeah, some disappointments, no doubt. Um, I've learned a lot too. So I think the next time I tackle a feature length movie for theaters, we are going to be even better. And I think I, I still want I, I think we're going to win an Oscar at some point. I mean, we're on the hunt. We're on the hunt for that, and it's just figuring out what our next project will be and kind of making sure we don't fail, um, you know, at getting that next time. But I don't know. Get a plan. Well, so based, we're well <laughs> based on your on this first fe- feature length documentary you guys did, I mean, I, I would assume no doubt that you guys get there in the future. Well, thank you. Yeah, I hope so. so Hopefully, I'm, it's on something like this that can be impactful, but <laughs> never quite know. You, ne- you, yeah, you never know. That would have been the dream scenario. You can help people and you can really get a, you know, make a career at the same time. And I think we kind of did that, but you Mm -hmm. never, you know, you wish it was like guaranteed just we did it, but I don't know. Can't put the mission accomplished banner behind us on the aircraft carrier. You know, we just can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we can't, we could, we could try, you know, and at times it felt like we were really close, but we'll see. I I mean, I still think you guys made a difference. I mean, you know, just based off, you know, the, the people I've shown the documentary to the people I've bought the documentary for, you know, just getting people to ask questions. I mean, that's a mission accomplished. In, yeah, in, and I know, know we have, I, it's just hard to measure that. You know, it's it is hard, hard to know it it's piracy. Hard. It's like, great. I mean, the people that pirated the movie, absolutely. You know, some of my friends pull up some of their pirate software, software or whatever. And Sure enough, we're trending one of the top movies on these platforms. So it's like, okay, well, I know that we help, but I don't, I don't know, you know, so we'll see when the missions accomplished in general, we'll take credit as being a part of that, um, a part of that movement and a part of that campaign. And that's about all we can. And I'm okay with that. To me, that's a great honor to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I guess it's hard to measure that, but I'm thankful regardless that we can get the, get the truth out. So, yeah. Well, it got you to the big time. It got you here. Yeah. Hey, this is, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Hey, you know, the hometown, you know, hometown pride. So I'm delighted to be here. This is great. (laughs) Um, what is, let me, let me think here. I totally had a question. I totally just lost it. Um, someone else has anything to throw it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nick, you got any hard, hard hitting questions for me? Hard I feel like I'm doing all the talking. <laughs> well, it's your show. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's your job. Oh, um, I was going to say, um, to anyone listening, if you Google a billion lives and you see that Rotten Tomato score, mm. actually do some research. That's based off three or four reviews from critics. We're one of the highest rated uh, documentaries in history on IMDb. Though. Uh, exactly. So, yeah, it, I was just going to say that. Not yeah. surprising because, like I said, we have a really good community and we felt like it was a decent movie. But the yeah, the Rotten Tomatoes thing, you know, we had even, uh, you know, L.A. Times said that, you know, their headline was we make a compelling case. That's what the L.A. Times says. Yet somehow their ranking of our score is that it was a uh, rotten. <laughs> what? Right. Excuse me? Like there's stuff going on behind the scenes where, you know, it's not as simple as it looks. I was disappointed with the way that stupid rotten tomatoes thing came out because not only that, there were other critics around the world that had given it positive reviews mm-hmm. and theirs somehow didn't count. And, you know, the only ones they counted was New York times, village voice, village voice had said they didn't, I don't even think they watched the movie. They just said, I don't know how to do math. What? And I'm like, hey guys, this wasn't our math. We, he, yeah, they said only seven million people are dying this year. Only oh seven million. God. And like that doesn't add up. So how could we trust a movie from a guy who can't do math? 
And I, I just, you know, like, and I kind of think, like, how can we trust a review a film critic who can't, you know, do math, Re- who doesn't well, understand can- exponential growth, which smoking is actually going up around the world, not going down. And so for them to, you know, that, that stuff's sort of heartbreaking in some ways because that's your chance. Right. You know, that's your chance to get the movie out to a wider audience. And that's what they said. But I mean, that, can't do math. Read it. Village Voice of Billion Lives. Look at it. Nasty, stupid. And I didn't, you know, I shouldn't probably be saying that. Shoot. Because this I, is a podcast. <laughs> you can say whatever that's true. No one will, right, they can't Google search this. But, you know, like I've re- I avoided getting too critical of that because in the future, you know, you don't want to be burning bridges with critics. But right. what an embarrassing, what an embarrassing thing for them to be saying that because it's just shameful. And, it, you know, it, only, and plus only 7 million. Okay. Well, well, Let's not finish the movie. They didn't talk about the movie. They only talked about my math. So uh, that counts good, in the rock. It's a really tomatoes. good review. As a reviewer yeah. myself, I tend to focus on only one thing, not yeah. actually use yeah. the product at <laughs> and all. Not actually review the product. And, only yeah. review the label or something. Just, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like the, the, the font. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. fail. You know? literally, literally, you can Google uh, projected deaths this century from tobacco use, and the number will come up 1.1 billion. So the, obviously, yeah. they can't. Do they can't read? They can't Especially, do a Google search. Right. <laughs> yeah. But guys, that's because a lot of these different papers, like New York Times and and Village Voice, these guys are running ads for pharmaceutical companies, and they have friends and whatnot. I mean, that are doing this stuff. Like, I am certain of it, knowing how the media works. That there are absolutely stories that would help vaping that are not being told because they are in direct conflict with the people giving them money. It's money is driving almost all of this, and so you know. Well, I, mean, I don't know. It's just tough. It's very tough because they basically just, yeah. It's out. also very apparent when you see things like, uh, like I remember like way back in the day, uh, back in the day, meaning like 2010, 2011, there was like some bullshit article on how like the sugar, like the alcohol in e-liquid can get you drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that. I've actually never heard of that, but I believe that there's a story out there about it. Yeah, that, I swear to God, I think I, 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 I might have been from one of Nick's videos back in the day. Oh boy, I don't, I don't remember. But it obviously didn't gain any traction. No. And then you, uh, and then you have these, too busy with popcorn lung. Right, yeah. exactly. And then you have the popcorn hung, which is totally ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Um. So you, so you mentioned some of the places you traveled. So where, what were the places you traveled to for oh, this documentary? Wow. Okay. Um, it was a lot of country. So the first trip we did was to film the intro to the movie in Peru. That's where tobacco was first discovered. And we want to start our journey there because that's kind of where it all began. So we filmed in Mexico on the way and then Peru. And then we came back up. Um, and then we went over to Ireland, the UK. Um, France, Belgium, and then uh, we dipped into Canada a couple times. Um, oh my goodness, I'm trying to remember all this. We did end up filming. Um, you know, yeah, I can't even remember actually. There's you did not <laughs> get a list of these Turkey, questions before. Uh, yeah, in uh, Turkey, we uh, filmed in Poland. Obviously, I mentioned that we. Oh gosh, yeah, it's. <laughs> That's a lot of countries already. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, t- that had to cost a lot of money to do all that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, very, very expensive. And so, you know, and I'm grateful. I'm happy to do it. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was definitely. I think GFN luckily waived our entrance fees to 
to go to their conference and people helped along the way for sure with like that kind of stuff like hey we're not going to charge you for that or whatnot but uh yeah we had to we had to fit the bill so yeah wow but it was good we wanted it to be a global film yeah with, with experts succeeded. yeah yeah and so yeah there was uh, you know, a variety of shots there yeah we didn't have to go to Han kind to meet Han like he came to us so that <laughs> that's nice. good that's yeah. good um so and again for anyone who has not seen this documentary and you're listening um if you go and see it you might ask yourself why isn't there any arguments opposing uh vaping and that is because you, you state it right in the documentary that no one from big pharma no one from the cdc no yeah. one from the fda we tried hard i yeah. mean we went to these buildings actually i mean i didn't want to turn it into a Michael Moore like shtick where we like pretend we go in and we like try to fight the secretary to go in and film and like we just said, hey, we're gonna, yeah. you know, we, we just said cool, you know what they said no right I think I regret that I would have liked we gotta cause a little bit more ruckus but <laughs> we're trying to keep it educated we want to keep it somewhat educated we did include their viewpoints in the film just through their interviews on television right um we felt like that was giving you know at least a taste of what they would would have said we know what they would have said because they say it on television every time they're asked the questions and so we did use footage from various news interviews and whatnot um stan glance did agree to be interviewed but then when i said well yeah we'll come right now where, where when you know when and where he never responded again so <laughs> so we, we were close we were close but uh yeah he ultimately chickened out on that so you know we tried our best we we wanted all the viewpoints um you know, and, and we just, uh, we couldn't, we couldn't get them on the record. So, mm. unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just the fact that they refuse to be interviewed yeah. for this. I mean, that kind of tells you something right there. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> you. The, the silence is often deafening, but yeah, that was something that we were criticized for not having their viewpoints. And I thought, well, I don't really know. How do you, how do you get corrupt people on, on to interview with you? Right. You know, like that's, we're in a yeah. free country. And admit that they're corrupt. Yeah, they, oh, well, I would say, have you taken money from Big yeah. Pharma? Right. Do you think that's influenced you? And they would have said, hmm, they would have had to lie on camera. I mean, it would have only, they were very smart. These are very smart people. Mm -hmm. They're not to be underestimated. They said no, because that's what they should have said. Right. And so unfortunately, that's, I'm shocked that these, these film critics and whatnot would say stuff like, well, you didn't include other, well, okay, idiot. Like, well, you can't you know how math, this works. So. You know how this works. <laughs> like look at any other documentary. Do they, they maybe have the industry spokesperson, maybe, <laughs> but there's no industry for anti, you know, vaping. There's not an industry like spokesperson for against vaping. Like, you know, that's not even a formal thing. It's just right. a bunch of like people that are, you know, nitpicking and trying to be like that so we we tried we tried so yeah, yeah. i feel good about our attempt <laughs> uh any questions you guys have i've been yeah, asking this, all the questions yeah no that's fine i was just reading that the village voice review yeah yeah oh, that's the one the village it, voice wow yes wow. dude you guys know i am like <laughs> they really I was having like almost like PTSD from this. Like I can't get a, I can't get. Everybody hates me. The people I'm trying to help, the film critics. Like yeah, I mean it was bad. Yeah, it was yeah. really it's, bad. It's so. real bad, and they don't. And, and they go. I mean, I'm not trying to make you relive these horrible. Yeah, it's okay. You know, this I, I deserve it. I can't do math. <laughs> but they really get attacky. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they they go so far as to like attack the evidence and the doctors that you have on the documentary. Yeah. Who are world talking about how it, how this 
Yeah, it's this documentary is obstructing science in order to push their products. Uh-huh. That's unbelievable. Give me no business. Me. I have no business in vaping. So, like, <laughs> yeah, zero. push my products. Yeah, push my my movie. You know, which I wanted to be credible. Yeah, it's dumb because those two doctors, uh, Doctor Derek and Doctor Dylan Human, the WHO and W, they were the two main collaborators to create all of the framework for fighting smoking around the world like these are like the grandfathers of anti-smoking like these weren't just some random doctors we got these were the the doctors the doctors yeah for you know there's no really credible doctors who are anti-vaping actually there are none um there are none at, at this point left they've all they've all either changed their mind or just stopped talking and so yeah, but they were yeah they were very nasty, and obviously that kind of hurts credibility. Uh, Hollywood Reporter said we don't have a pedigree, like some very like petty little things that they said about us, and it's like I don't know. Could you just watch the movie and let the world know wow. what you think about the movie? But yeah, we didn't get a fair shake. Yeah, just watch the right. movie. And keep in mind that's the kind of stuff that yeah. makes your uh, <laughs> your uh, Rotten Tomatoes score so bad is when people just want to talk about can't do math. So <laughs> can't do math. That still that. I mean, I don't know what mind. was the quote. I I've tried to purge it from my brain, but it was something about <laughs> math, right? <laughs> I tried well, to purge start, it. Um, it starts yeah, out with how can I, we trust a guy uh, who can't do math or something? I, it was something like that. I was like, here, oh. I'll look it up. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to go read this embarrassing thing, but <laughs> I'm not. I'm not looking it up. It's not embarrassing yeah. to you. It's embarrassing for them, really. When yeah. You look at it. I mean, it's definitely yeah, embarrassing, the, for them, but. It says, uh, hooray for vaping, Doc. A billion (laughs) lives. Can't get its numbers right. Yeah. Which weren't our numbers, by the way. uh, Weren't our numbers. Yeah. (laughs) Right. They they go against your math. They say six million, and it's not a billion, and that's why we shouldn't. Only six million. I love that stuff, too, when people are like, dude, it's not going to be a billion. I'm like, oh, this was mostly from some of the people that were... I was getting critics from all sides, but they were like, it's not going to be a billion. Stop hyping that number. I'm like, oh, only like 800 million people die? Or what? what's an acceptable number where I shouldn't make this movie? Like, yeah, what's an acceptable number of horrible deaths? Okay, that's all right. Deaths. You know, like, I'll stop. No more movie. It's only 100 yeah. million. We were wrong. Like, you know, I <laughs> did not win. I couldn't win. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, village voice. They describe you as uh, demonstrating an egregious contempt for yeah, science. Right. That's why we talked to all the scientists. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's in this the movie. Yeah. They would know that's not true. Yeah, they, right. they they did not. They did not watch the movie, or they would know it was true. Yeah, we had doctors wow. from all over the place. You know, everywhere. That is insane. Yeah, that so is. We don't crazy. know what we're talking about. Nicotine. Do you think we'll people? Kill you. See, do you, see the thing with doctors. Do you think people are skeptical of doctors speaking up about vaping because doctors used to speak up about cigarette smoking? And you, you know, you'd have those oh, commercials yeah, where it's like, like, "I'm a doctor and I only smoke camels because yeah. they're the best <laughs> I, cigarette." I think some of that for sure, um, but at the same time, I think some of it's just you know, once people nowadays, especially, they've come into these tribes, and also when they've figured out the truth, don't bother me. You know, don't bother me with the facts. Like, I know the truth, you know, and I know that vaping is worse than, Uh, you know, I think that's most of it. I think um, in this case, I think this, this critic probably didn't have a lot of time, didn't watch the whole movie, um, probably read some other thing. I don't know what, and just decided, well, I'm going to make this quick. This guy can't do science enough. enough. Yeah, I can't do anything. His math is wrong. He's obviously a terrible person. I'm not going to bother watching his movie. So I, I think that's what happened. I don't. I don't think they realized who was all in the movie. 
I don't think they realized that we had the best people in the world. These were the top people in the world were in our movie. The critics are not the top people in the world. They don't employ high-level doctors to help them with the facts. They don't. That's partly why they're wrong, because they aren't hiring the right people. But, you know, apparently we couldn't find um, credible idiots, you know? And um, that's our biggest problem with the movie is we couldn't find people that had the background and talent to actually talk about this topic who were against it, you know? Which I thought would help us, but ultimately I don't think it did. Yeah. So... Well, and the New York Times said that the medical professionals had a vested interest. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> former, yeah, former, like, all these people that were like, and anti-smoking their entire careers, by the way. Anti, for 30 years, right. these people, their vested interest would have been in their in their careers, like in their reputations. Yeah. And they chose to come on a movie. So that's right. Yeah. You know, it's just, we got smacked in ways that just were not. Not uh, true, you know. Right. Not honest. These weren't honest reviews. Mostly out of New York, they had the most hate, probably because Bloomberg. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. You know, you got these guys in New York that essentially are funding most of this anti-vaping stuff. You know, Bloomberg Foundation is notorious for giving money to groups that, that don't back science. In some ways, I would say almost like the Bloomberg Foundation has essentially adopted an anti-science um, standpoint in, in so many different um, ways that they're funding these things. I mean, that's all New York. Like, you want Bloomberg money, you better come out against this movie. You know, I don't know if that's true or not, but, I mean, man, that New York seems to be a really, you know, they were banning things in New York early on. These guys yeah. are, this isn't the place to go. New York's not the place to go if you want truth, you know, in some ways. like Or freedom. Like, or freedom or, you know, or, <laughs> even though I do love New York City and a lot of people in it, but that's not, like, their their particular leadership in that kind of way is not very good. Yeah, it's embarrassing kind of, so. And Do they still crazy. have that soda ban there? Like the cup size thing in New York? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They they did. They did for a while. I don't know if I it still exists. I think it or something because yeah. I'm not large sure. Sodas I know, I know Chicago has a soda tax now. Yeah. You you know about that. Jeez. Yeah. yeah and their, so the tax on cigarette alternatives is really high and yep. you know helps people just keep smoking. So, yeah, it's pretty bad. But they need the money. It's all about money. If it you really, really look is. at it. Like, yeah. why else would you attack these devices? No one has ever, as far as I know, no one has ever, you know, died or gotten sick from these devices. Yeah, if you maybe drink the liquid, but usually you throw it back up right away. I mean, like, there's just really no, you know, there's no fear to be had here, and it's been around for a long time now. You know, this whole, oh, it's only been around for a couple of years, that is gone away now. I don't want to hear that anymore because it's been around for more than a decade. And, uh, yeah, when's the last time you heard of someone being, you know, rushed to the ER or, you know, on chronic... Uh, you know, chronic diseases from it. It's just ridiculous. So I don't know. Very sad day. We live in a world where truth isn't even true anymore. So, wow, that is well put. Yeah, yeah. that's very true. Well, people make decisions now, like based on emotions. Yeah, emotions and what their tribal leaders tell them. Yeah, you know. And if you're in a tribe and your tribal leader tells you this, you do it. And doctors have been doing this now for a long time. And anti-smoking people are doing it. They're in the anti-smoking tribe. The anti-smoking tribal leaders have spoken. And uh, that's what we see here. And then who's left? You know, it's the, you know, unfortunately, people like you, Patrick, whose dads are dying and like, and people who are dying themselves, you know, and that's who's left to have to fight this battle, which is stupid because we pay taxes um, and give donations to groups that are supposed to be helping with the situation and they're not right. doing it. So it's a very sad day. For well, sure. that's the thing, though, if, you know, and I think you may have touched on this, um, but I mean, um, in Sweden, uh, you know, their anti-smoking groups went away basically because of SNUS. 
And so they they're they don't have an anti smoking group anymore because no one was smoking. Well, I don't know if that's true to be honest. Not to I don't want to criticize you on your own show, but no, no, I no, no, they fine. still do. And actually, they have anti smoking people there that are still saying the nasty stuff about. Oh, smoking. really? Okay, <laughs> yeah, they're still doing it, and they have half the rates of lung cancer. It's shocking. These people will not shut up. Like they will not give up. It's like they're <laughs> zombies. You kill them. And they keep coming back after you. It's terrible. Like you, you give them all the signs and they still come back from the dead in attack. It's craziness. Right. Okay. I'm just going off what I heard. Okay. I could totally be mistaken. No, they're still yeah. happy. It's not as bad, but it, it is not, it's okay. not great. Right. It's not great. I but mean, I mean, there's, there's a reason why our anti-smoking groups are also not on board with vaping is because, you know, if well, no one's smoking anymore. No you know, one's giving them money. Exactly. That's absolutely correct. And if all, and if half the cancer went away. Half the donations would go away. Exactly. You know, and and that's what, yeah, I'm sure that's got to be part of it. But at some point, they can't deny the truth anymore. And so I look forward to that day. You know, like they used to ban condoms until I, yeah. yep, they banned condoms were illegal at one point in the US. Um, you know, HIV, you know, medications, they didn't want to help people with that because it was their fault. You know, like there's tons of history where, you know, essentially they've, they've just banned or blamed the, the people that had the situation instead of helping them. And, those are always very embarrassing situations in hindsight. And that's why we made this movie as well, because these people will have to be embarrassed in hindsight now. Oh yeah. Well, let's go that's back ridiculous. to the condoms thing. So. Because, yeah. yeah. Let's go back to that because I never heard of that. It could be because of my age. Yeah. Um, no, this was a while ago. If you go to the billion lives, Facebook page under the notes, I write, that's kind of where I would write the blog. So to okay. speak. I did a thing about this and a speech I gave to the white house, uh, office of whatever, whatever. And the FDA that were, were listening. Um, I gave him a speech about how, you know, during this time when they were going to deem this thing and I gave this speech, I went to the, I went to DC to do this. And I told them about the history of, you know, lack of science and how we rushed to these things. We've been condoms and that only got reversed after hundreds of thousands of our soldiers were, you know, essentially got disease and, and, and how this is the exact same situation where we're not listening to science and we're not, we're, we're letting our emotions and our, crazy moral beliefs, which is if you started smoking, you deserve to die. That's what they would say if they really had to, you know, if you got them super drunk, they'd say, well, just stop. And then you deserve to live. But if you don't stop, you're going to die, you know? And I think that deep down, a lot of these people believe that. Um, and I find that, um, morally, you know, just, ugh, you know, morally disgusting. Yeah. I just, ugh. so yeah, but the kind of thing is a fact. Yeah. This was right before world war one. So, wow. yeah. yep. Hey, don't practice practice safe sex, guys. Yeah. No, just raw be, dog and, it. You know, and in this case, this is safe, safe, you know, the word safe is probably not the right one, but you know, like safe sex, safe nicotine. Right. You know, that it, you don't deserve sex or you don't deserve nicotine. You just need to not be doing it. And that's what they would say. You don't do nicotine. You, you, that's disgusting. <laughs> you know, you should just die. <laughs> should everybody who's you know should every smoker just get stds would that be better i mean like like essentially they're basically it's the same sort of thing like there's an alternative to getting the disease or the death well you don't no you don't deserve that if you could talk that way for the rest of the podcast that'd be amazing <laughs> hey, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> should i just do my next movie basically be me doing all the voices and yeah, the like, narration on your next one should be. Yeah, listen here, listen here, people. <laughs> yeah, uh, the next one will be much more entertaining because I am going to. We have a lot of skills we didn't use in the movie because we were trying to keep it very professional and very whatever calm and you know intelligent. Unlike even though that didn't work, well now we know it doesn't work. 
like the critics will still tell you you don't know what you're talking about. So we are going to just go hog wild on the, the next thing that we full, do. Full, full comedy. <laughs> I don't know what it'll be, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, the comedic well, approach to a documentary has so never really been tried before. So I would really, really go for that. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna just make fun of these people. Groundbreaking. You heard it here first. Yeah. Cinema from the Dark Side exclusive. <laughs> next documentary will be a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be something super serious, but we're going to make fun of the bad people. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. But Aaron, did you ever, uh, Aaron, did you ever see uh, the other, the French vape documentary? Oh, I did. Absolutely, man. Vaping. I watched and I, I went to the premieres of both of the other movies that came out after ours. And um, I absolutely loved them. I, I really did. I thought they added, mm -hmm. you know, I thought they added a great bit to the discussion. I thought the gentleman, um, Oh my gosh! Uh, vape, vape wave. Yeah, vape wave. I can't remember his name. Hilarious! I loved it. I I liked it better than a billion yeah. lives. To be honest, I really did. I thought this is so entertaining, and you know, understanding like everything. I loved it. I thought, man, this is something every vapor should see. I still believe that it's hilarious. He basically did kind of what I was just talking about. He he made fun of these guys. Um, I absolutely love it, and I think people should check it out. I wish they had it English. I don't know if they have subtitles or not, but uh, I watched it in French, and I still thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah, what's the, I, what's yeah, the title of this? Vape Wave. Vape Wave? Uh, okay. French director, Jean Cunin. Uh, absolutely great, guys. Great, talented. The other one, uh, uh, In the Clouds. Oh, shoot. No, no. I'm going to lose it. What was the other one? Oh, my gosh. Nick, do you know the other one? It was something about In the Clouds or... Um, oh, uh Hang on. That was another good one. I thought very good. The only, you know, the only thing I would say is those ones are had their piece of the puzzle and they did great. Ours was really more focused on the public and credibility and more of a, a calm like approach. Not that the the end of the clouds one wasn't that was good too. It's just it was in French and you know we had more of a global approach to it. But John yeah. Cunin's one is great. Once you understand the truth, it's great at rallying the troops and just kind of making this all look so stupid. So I absolutely loved it. I, I liked it more than A Billion Lives. It was way more entertaining. Um, I definitely recommend people watch it. Absolutely. Hey, it's, it's just too good. Yeah. It's just too good. It's so silly, though, in some cases. And I don't mean that in a mean way. But, like, they're blowing, no, it's they're blowing clouds in he each other's goofy. faces and, like, tickling each other. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying this in a, a bad way. I loved it. I was laughing my butt off, like rolling on the floor. I was, you know, sitting there. I was at uh, just too much, too much fun. And it was great. It's just, like I said, you got to have different, um, different tools for different jobs. Our job was, you know, for doctors and for lawmakers and for mothers to think we're credible. This would have never worked for that. It was just too silly, but it absolutely was, was great for just kind of making this thing seem stupid and also to rallying like people to fight for it. So absolutely. This sounds amazing. Yeah, you need to watch it. Okay. <laughs> you gotta, yeah. Even if you it's can't good. get a an English version, watch it. Like Hopefully, if there are subtitles in I'm French, good. it's it's good in French. It's just <laughs> it's just so you won't need to know what they're saying. It doesn't it matter. They dress up. The the director dresses up in a, a dress and pretends to be one of the ladies that's talking bad about this stuff. He puts makeup <laughs> on, he's making fun of her. This is like Saturday Night Live, but even funnier. I mean it's I definitely recommend oh it for God. sure. That sounds awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yep. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yep. So one. anyway, yeah. <laughs> so yes, Nick, I did see him and I loved them both. And the directors yeah, are both good. Great. great guys. To make a yeah. long answer short, yes. Yes, he did. Yes, I did. Yes. 
Beyond the Cloud, I think is oh, beyond the, the cloud. one. Sorry, yep. the ah, sorry. Yeah, Beyond the Cloud, yep. And okay. very well beyond done. Very cloud. That was a very responsible, like, respectful movie. Just was more focused on French, obviously, um, and whatnot. But it was good. I know the director of that one really well. He actually was an early supporter of our movie. He uh, was very world-class at all times, and I was honored to be invited to his premiere as well. Actually, had his premiere on a boat in Paris. It was epic. And, uh, yeah, really good. So yeah, I recommend people check that one out. That one is free on the Internet currently, and I believe it has English subtitles, and it's Ooh. definitely worth Mm-hmm. checking out 100% uh, Beyond the Cloud. And I wish I should have got that name. It's just like I said, I tried to check out for a little bit and purge my brain of all this stuff so I could <laughs> relax for like, you know, nine months. Um, so I did kind of purge myself a little bit of that stuff, but uh, absolutely. Great That's guys. okay. Yeah. That's okay. Ruby, do you have any questions? Um, yeah, I did have a question. So if you could make a movie about not, you know, smoking cessation or or the vapor industry or alternatives or like whatever, like no, no more vaping. Right. What would yep. you make? Like what film would you make next? So you're saying it would still be about smoking, but not vaping or it would no, not no, be no, about no, any no, of this no, topic. None of that stuff. Like if you could just yeah, I, make something else, yeah, what would it be about? That, yeah. I think one of the things that's going to happen, and I have five movies that I have in development right now that I oh. want to make. So yeah, we're cool. going to be making movies. There's no doubt about that. Um, it's just, you know, a question of funding and timing and all of that. But uh, probably one of the ones that I personally really want to make um, is is going to be called, and you hear here first, I think. I don't know if I've told anybody about this, but. Oh, is, exclusive. Uh, yeah, exclusive. Oh, it's uh, basically something like, I think it'll be called like the North. You know, I feel like for me, I live in the North. I've visited many places. I enjoy skiing, the culture of the North, like. I feel like as, you know, as the planet is warming and that's debatable as far as why and what and where and all that, but nevertheless, it's warming. I mean, the winters aren't as snowy anymore and a lot of the culture is changing. I'd like to document the North. Uh, I think the people in the North are different. Um, I love the people in the North. I love the culture, but I do believe slowly but surely it's going away. A lot of people want to live over by, you know, Nick and they want to live down in the warm. And I agree with that. I like it too down there, but. But nevertheless, I don't think anyone's, you know, telling the positive stories of the North, the winter. I love Four Seasons. I love winter. It makes me thankful for the warm, you know. And so I want to do a documentary about that. Obviously, it's not very emotional. It would just be very beautiful and very um, interesting. Uh, take a break a little bit from the death and a billion dying people. <laughs> like, that's tough, man. That's a lot of weight. You know, that's a lot of emotion. So uh, it's only 8 million yeah. people, Aaron. Get your math straight, math. bro. Come on. Yeah. yeah. You can't trust my science because I can't do math. But uh, even though I wasn't even the voice of science or math in the movie, but uh, yeah. So yeah, something like that. Um, I I do have a follow up to me. I have a lot of Canadian friends. Yeah, Yeah, I love Canada. I mean, even the U.S. I live in the north of the U.S. and uh, the north, the Scandinavian countries. I spent time in Iceland where we tried to, where we helped the. We had a premiere there where the head of one of their political parties said we will not be passing TPD, and they did not. Um, you know, yeah. so we had a lot of fun in Iceland and the Northern countries oh. all over the world. Like there's just something interesting about it. And I feel like that needs to be documented. I do have a, a follow-up in mind for a billion lives. Um, that would be a follow-up and would still kind of touch on it. About a third of it would be related. Um, that one, you know, is something that I think about. I think we'd have to fund it again ourselves. Um, because you know, you run into credibility issues probably, but it would really go after the big companies. 
Okay, so like big pharma, mm-hmm. FDA. Yeah, like it's big. Well, company is big. Um, just R.J. Reynolds. Yeah, so I'm not going to talk too much about that one because that one should happen as well. But I just don't know really how to make that happen. It would be would be very interesting. We'd be a lot more, you know, because it wouldn't be about science. It would be about you know just this corruption, and we would we would go so hard on it. It would just be like mind blowingly fun, probably. But you know, so those are two projects. I mean, and there's there's other ones too as well. Um, I don't know if I should probably spill all of my future plans here, but why not? You're the only one. <laughs> no, no, you didn't, yeah. you didn't have to say all of them, but yeah, I was just wondering like if you have anything else in the works. Yeah, and, like, we're, we're constantly, what would it be? yeah, we're constantly thinking about how do we chase an Oscar, you know, and how do we get, how do we help people? The, the North one wouldn't really be so much helping as it would just be a tribute to where I grew up and the people that I've gotten to know over the last three or four years, traveling to a lot of Northern countries and just honoring that, you know? Um, but yeah, the other one, yeah, the that other one I think would be really hard hitting and could also win a duck or could win an Oscar. It's just how do we fund it and how do we, you know, so we, we keep doing work, commercial work and stuff behind the scenes to pay for everything. And maybe at some point, mm-hmm. you know, we'll have saved up enough, up enough money to do it. Plus we are, every time we're filming, you know, we're now filming for all these movies, you know, at the same time so we can cut costs down. So we're essentially filming for five movies at once. You know, wow. and so, yeah, so most likely other movies will be coming out. It's just, you know, it's just, yeah, because we want to fund it ourselves so we don't have to hear the crap about, you know, where did your funding come from, you know, because that mm-hmm. you're not an honest human being if you get funding from anywhere else. So, um, you know, I witnessed that with Derek, you know, yeah. his thing, like, even though he hires a company to do polling, um, the same company that does government polling, apparently that's not credible because of who paid for it, even though it's literally the same researchers. So I don't know. I do get a little bit frustrated with that. And I understand it. I made a movie about money corrupting things. So I, I get it. It's just, it's tough. You know, it's like people are not, it's just too hard apparently for people to understand people. So they have to just go to that kind of stuff. But Right. And we did it too. I mean, we made the movie about it. So we, we oversimplified some things, I'm sure, where someone was honest and they were just wrong and they weren't corrupted by money. They were just corrupted by pride you know, or something mm-hmm. like that, but it's tough. It's tough to make movies. You only get 90 minutes. So <laughs> you right. gotta, gotta yeah. oversimplify sometimes, but uh, yeah, there, w- there will be more movies coming out for sure. And, and we plan on, we're not going to give up on the people that we met, you know? And so right. it will probably touch on this. And so one of them will probably be a follow-up, but we'll see. Depends on how this all goes out. Okay. Uh, another question. How much did uh, Nick get paid mm-hmm. for his like three seconds of airtime on uh, a billion lines? <laughs> Well, I tried to interview Nick, you know, believe it or not, this is going to be another Nick story. Yeah. Nick was one of the first people that I did reach out to, to be in the movie. Oh, really? Yes. Um, and we, we did not, we never connected. Um, we were at the same things, but for whatever reason, I just timing and he's, Nick's a very famous busy guy. And I was a known name. We were trying to learn about these vapors cause we didn't know any oh, vapors no. really too much. And so we went to this place in Northern Illinois, uh, vape, vape con or something. No, no. What's that one in the, the Northern it was like in the outskirts of Chicago. We drove down. Oh, vape bash. Vape bash, vape bash. And Nick was there, uh, and uh, we'd reached bash, out yeah, um, before because we, we basically just searched on the internet, like vaping. And then we just were like, okay, so what, what's on the internet? Well, obviously, Nick's one of the most famous guys in this thing. So we did reach out, but I mean, um, we didn't pay him. We don't pay documentary people because then they're, <laughs> that's corrupted, apparently. Uh, like you just, so we, uh, yeah, but Nick, I think, or, although I believe he, yeah. His agent wanted 1.2 million for those three seconds, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't afford it. His agent. <laughs> it's good though; he's worth it. 
Oh, ain't that. cheap. So we're, we're actually still paying. We got a mortgage on that now. So, no, <laughs> oh, you had to take out a second mortgage on the house just there? to pay for Nick's three seconds of time we found on the internet. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, worth it. Totally worth it. Hashtag worth, worth it. it. <laughs> worth it. Worth it. Um. So, uh, anything else? Anything else? Any other questions? Uh, not that I can think of. Uh, well, on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, oh God. Oh God. God Nick, stop bringing it back you got, up. You have a, listen, here's Come the thing. This is, this is a positive. A Billion Lives has a better score than Pitch Perfect 3. So. <laughs> well, that's epic. All right. Sure. Feather yeah, in your okay. cap. And we did, we did have better ratings than a lot of yes. successful movies, but the point is it's just, I wish it was more of an honest look at what we actually said in the movie, you know, that wasn't affecting. Because actually, they right. only used five of the different critics that we had. We had a variety of people writing about us, but they only used five that they felt were credible. And if one of them, like specifically the Village Voice, would have actually read, watched the movie, um, we would have had a 60% instead of a 40 So, you know, like, it's that easy. It would have been one. Or if they would have actually counted, yeah. you know, the, would have actually counted the uh, LA Times, which said we made a compelling case. If they would have actually counted that as a positive or a neutral instead of a negative, we would have had a 60%. I mean, it was so close between 40 and 60, you know, although has it changed? It's not like 20 or anything. Is it like, hasn't changed since I last looked, I haven't looked in years. No, no, you're, 40. you're at, you're at a solid 40 yeah, an so audience was, score of 96, 96% yes. for the audience. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. So it was almost the opposite of the last Jedi. Oh gosh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Pitch so. Perfect three is at a thirty-two, and then a forty-eight percent audience. Yeah, so so, so as far as audience, I mean, which is the main people that yeah, actually watch that the movie, Anna Kendrick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we need to get celebs too. We were, we almost had, uh, we could have, we we were so close to getting Leo in this billion lives, but we just did not. We didn't have the, we didn't wait, have enough. No, wait, seriously? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. were you almost got Leonardo DiCaprio. We, we just didn't have the right distribution agreement in place, and it just because oh. nobody wants to be in a movie that flops, you know. And so that's why just so, put him on the cover, and it's going to do well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I I think next time around, if we do something, I am absolutely going to be getting some slubs in this thing because we just can't we can't have the impact we need without it. So if anybody, here's, here's, a, here's a, uh, a thing. If anybody knows anybody who's moderately celebrity type, whatever you want to say, who would be in a movie, if I could get three, even like B or C listers. I think to, Nick does. Yeah, Nick I know does. Nick. Does so I think I would make a no, movie. No, no, not Nick. <laughs> Nick. Nick is definitely friends with a vaping celebrity. So, oh, I know a few people. So, I guess my only point is like that was actually the main reason why we didn't do better with the movie was because distributors who would have actually put it even wider out did not want to screw with it without a celebrity in it. But the celebrities didn't want to screw with a movie that didn't have distribution. So, it was like a we got screwed. We got screwed. Like, we literally couldn't. And I begged people like on both sides, like, hey, just check, you know, how about an agreement where it's contingent on that? But ultimately, they just, they, they slow walked it too too long and at the same time all the vapors like get the movie out we're dying help us like and and i'm like guys this way we're trying to get you know we're trying to do this right and like they're like no no and i'm like okay so you know it's like just nuts so we ultimately said all right time to go ship it it's gotta go and so we did not have a celebrity in it um that's a happens to be the main reason why documentaries do or don't do well sadly so I do believe I would have the funding probably from like industry, from the movie industry. 
um, which was an incredible way to get a movie done. But you need celebrities who will actually be in it. And so if anyone, Nick included, would like to see another one come out, that would be totally more fascinating, most likely, because we actually are better now three or four years later. Um, I would make another one if we could have us. I would say I need three names someone has actually heard of before, and we will make another movie. So, Nick, I believe you know Raven Vapes. <laughs> yeah. And you can... Yeah, he's not he's not very well known. He's a he's a behind the scenes guy. He knows a lot. Yeah, people, but if you get you know what I mean? you get Liam Lynch, right. then you've got an like, By the way, I'm talking about normal. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about mainstream celebrities, not vaping celebrities. No, no, this is Liam, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Liam right. Lynch. Like, okay, like Leah Raven Vapes is Liam Lynch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm not. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't spend enough time doing these things. But uh, I know there's people, you know, and I think if we had. Three names. Like we could also reach the public better too. That's the problem is no one wants to watch a movie with no celebrities in it, you know? And so yeah. you well, know, that hurts us too quite a bit. I think let's you know, see. reaching we have, the public, I'm saying, you know, well, let's see. Uh, who do we need to tweet at after this is done? Um, Leonardo Katie DiCaprio. Uh, who Perry. is that? Katy Perry? Yeah, yeah she, Katie, was, she was. Yeah. Okay. And who is the guy in Mad Max? Fuck. Can't remember his name. Also played Bane. Oh, uh, Bane. Yeah, his name's Bane. Yeah. <laughs> Bane. Yeah. Well, and the other guy that was with Leo in the, that movie, the Alaskan movie or whatever. That, yeah, yeah, it's the same the guy. The other guy, yeah, he is, uh, shoot, I should know his name. I know. Well, I then he doesn't too. count if we don't know his name, right? Well, fuck. <laughs> I'm just joking. That's not true. Uh, Tom, Hardy. Tom, Tom, there we go. Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Tom Hardy. And he's, Tom Hardy. Uh, yeah, and these, but these guys do believe in it. I know. Yeah. I've had conversations with people that represent them and whatnot, and they're like, yep, believer. Problem is, don't want to ruin their career. So they don't want to be part of a loser effort, you know, and that's partly where I think we've established that we can win awards, that we can get people to care about it. It's just now, you know, and, and I just, I don't know. I partly just, uh, you know, I don't know. We need help on that. If there was, I think we would make another one and I think it would be super epic and it would reach the public. So I guess I did. This is all coming out right now on this podcast. Cause I haven't really been thinking. All about right. It. All right. Audience, <laughs> you have your goals now. Audience tweet at Tom Hardy, Leo DiCaprio and Katy Perry. And Liam Lynch, just ask them, mm -hmm. will you help fight to save a billion lives? And then just tweet it at them and just keep going from there. And we'll get this yeah, the second I, one could, done. That actually maybe work now because it's it's been three or four more years. And there's more science now. I think some of these celebrities were also kind of sheepish early on. Like, right. I'm doing this and I know it helps me, but no one else believes it. Well, now the truth is, is, is coming out. The science where a celebrity could say, no, screw you. Here is the science. Stop saying this stuff. You're killing people. We need celebrities to use their voices. And I, and I know, I know some folks that would help too. If, you know, and once you get one celebrity, I mean, other ones hop on board quick. It's as like a party. Oh, mm -hmm. you're going. Oh, then I'll go too. Oh, that guy. Oh, they're going. Yep. And all of a sudden we could have, you know, a hundred strong voices that would help around the world fight for this cause. But we can't do it with money from from groups that have interests in it. We can't. We have to do it independently. I know how to do that because people fund movies all the time, but they only fund movies with celebrities. So we need someone with a heart who could say, "Hey, Aaron, I know you got the community ready to go. I know you can make this thing. I know you only need thirty minutes of my time to sit down and do this. I'll do it. That's what I need if we're going to mm -hmm. make a follow up. Interesting. Awesome. Yeah. So anyway. I didn't. I don't know why this this was not the plan. But no, <laughs> did I just commit myself to another movie? Oh my god! Uh, it, but meanwhile, like uh, luckily this isn't live. We can still edit this. No, no, <laughs> no <laughs> cut this. Out.
No edits. Oh my god. Yeah, no, no. You promised if we get I Leo. No edit. Yeah, I do believe though. Oh, I stand yeah. by that stuff. I do. This is this is a no edit podcast. Sir. Yeah. I had distributors literally tell me they would distribute our movie around the world professionally with big dog marketing budgets if I had a celebrity. So. All right, audience, you have your you have your mission. Yeah. Just go on from yeah. there. Yeah. All right. Any other questions here? Um, any more things I need to commit myself to? Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think we're good. Any other final thoughts? Um, where can people see it? Where can yeah. they buy it? So it's on all the major platforms. It is not free anywhere legally. Um, you know, but it is if you go anywhere other than Netflix. We're hoping Netflix will get itself sorted out once all this, uh, you know, all these broadcast things are done. Um, yeah, you go to billionlives.com right there is, uh, you know, you can watch it right on our own, uh, VHX channel, which is kind of the, the way that we were finding the most funding percentage was coming from that. I think they gave us 90% or something like that. Um, but, and then, yeah, and, and people can stay tuned, kind of sign up for emails on a billion lives or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we did just, we're going to be putting out 13 more, um, 13 more little mini micro documentaries about each country. Oh, you know, we're still, yeah, there's still things that are happening. It's just uh, not on the big scale, a feature, a feature movie scale, which is always gets more attention because the press care about that. And red carpets are sexy and everyone wants to do that. And like, so we don't have any of that stuff specifically in the works now, but we'll see if we end up getting a celebrity, I think that would change. So yeah. All right. So that's kind of the deal. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Well, let's go on to our listener mail here. Uh, first one we have is from Mitchell. Mitchell asks, he says, Hey folks, you said you wanted more listener mail since you had none last episode. That's, tr- <laughs> that's true. That's true, Mitchell. Thank you. Uh, so here I am to offer you some hard hitting questions. <laughs> who are some of your favorite underrated actors? Those who are in many films and yet no one really knows them. You know, the, that one guy who you see pop up all the time. Thanks for killing my boring commute to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's a good question um well i'm also gonna be uh uh an actress i think is underrated is rosamund pike um the lead actress in gone girl that was like her most famous thing that she's done um but she had she had some smaller parts in like uh movies like the world's end which is the last of the cornetto trilogy and uh I, I think she is a fantastic actress, but she's just not utilized in great films that often. Um, in terms of an actor, Ben Foster, maybe. Um, I don't know if you guys know. I don't know who that is. Uh, he he may, must be really underrated. Yeah, Ben Foster. <laughs> he, he was a he was like the bad guy in the last uh, in. Uh, fuck Robert Langdon movie the you know with Tom Hanks uh he was the bad guy in Inferno oh yeah I know okay. who this guy is I used Google though <laughs> see <laughs> I yes. think he's I think he's awesome but he hasn't had too many um like great art no um Anyone else can yeah. feel free to give him their two cents. I like uh, Christoph Waltz. He's not unknown, but I feel like he should be winning Best Actor periodically. He's in some villain See, things. I don't this know who that just, is either. In, uh, right, so that's why I bring him up because you do know him most likely, but his if, name if is not well known. Christoph Waltz. Yes, uh, Waltz. I believe is how he says it. Oh yeah, uh, he's in Bond. He was, you know this guy, but his yeah. name is not very. Uh, one of my favorite actors that I never feel like is getting the name recognition that he needs. Um, and also, I guess an up and coming uh, future guy 
that I think will be someone is the the young boy from Wrinkling uh, Time. That kid is a, is going to be a, an unbelievable actor. The only problem is an unbelievable actor. The only problem is, yeah, kid actors usually turn out messed up. So I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> I hope that won't be the case for him. Yeah. I mean, that, sadly, that's what happens when, you know, kids, they get a warped sense of reality and whatnot. But he's a really great actor. I was really impressed with that with that kid. But Ooh. Christoph Waltz, he's an adult, so we can get behind him now. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick? Uh, whatever, whatever is the kid from stranger things who went into oh, the upside yeah, those down guys. that kid Finn wolfhart oh that kid okay that kid is an amazing yeah. actor that kid is an unbelievable yeah. actor i don't know if he's underrated or not i just think he's going to be a big actor someday yeah at first i, I thought you were talking about the the kid the finn finn wolfhard or whatever the hell his name is the guy who was also in the stephen king's it oh yeah he's so great oh right yeah yeah he yeah. is great mm-hmm. no what can't think, even think of the actor. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna rely on Wikipedia here. Here we go, Wikipedia. <laughs> Finn, no, no, Finn Wolfhart, uh, just Lucas, Nancy, Karen, Will Byers, Noah Schnapp. Nice. <laughs> Noah Schnapp. Oh my god, that's his name. He was Will Byers. Noah Schnapp. Oh, He's boy. gonna be. He's gonna be a huge I actor. really love how you emphasize that last name. Schnapp. Yeah. Like in uh, School of Rock. I saw it and I couldn't not say it that way. <laughs> Noah name. Uh Ruby. Oh, underrated? I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. You're putting me on the spot, man. Well, yeah, I mean, to be fair, you're last. Yeah, I know, but I still feel like I'm really on the spot. I've been trying to like think, think of actors and like think of like movies that I've. Johnny Depp, you know. he's underrated. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Depp, yeah. Definitely. I'm so glad he has yeah. a big part now in a Harry Potter movie. Yeah, yeah. Unlocked. It was about time that he went big, you know. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't completed taking over all of the world of cinema, so now he'll take over that one too. <laughs> yeah, just all of it for sure. Just all of it. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think I honestly think that there's a lot of um, like YouTubers specifically who should start like really pursuing like acting on the big screen. And I think that that's like a huge, a huge like arena that you could see. There's a lot of like untapped talent just on YouTube. Like these guys could really, really go big and and start doing movies and stuff, but. Um, okay. I don't know. Yeah. That's really all I have. Fair enough. I think some of them. Do. I think it's a That's really how, uh, Aaron. It's a huge talent pool, and yeah. I think that that in general is is untapped and underrated. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. You know who I like that I think is underrated, and, and I'm on, I only know his name because of Google. Jimmy Simpson. <laughs> Jimmy Simpson. <laughs> Google Jimmy Simpson. He he oh. hasn't been in a whole bunch of stuff. He was on uh I only remember him from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He was one of the yep. milk drinker brothers. Oh god. Yep. Okay. I think he's a great actor. Yes, I agree with you. I agree with you on that one, definitely. Have you seen him in Westworld? Yes. No, no, I've never watched Westworld. Oh, yes. oh he was so good in Westworld, dude. Yes. That was awesome. All right. Okay. Um, and, I don't need to watch Westworld now, I guess. Oh, dude, West, you will be hooked. Yeah. Seriously hooked. Okay. That's what people tell me, and that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> no, it's Westworld yeah, is awesome. You've got to watch it. You have to watch Westworld, okay. especially because season All two right, comes Westworld. out shortly. Yeah. 
Um, There's only one season right yes, now? Yes, and season two is coming out oh, okay. like in a month or so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, this one might not make any sense, but I'm, I'm going to say this. Uh, ben Affleck. Now, I know he's well-known. Yeah. Affleck? Did you say Affleck? Affleck. <laughs> um, I know he's very well-known, but I think people know him like pre- 2000s when he was really shitty <laughs> i don't know i think he was pretty good in the kevin smith movies <laughs> well yeah yeah but i mean his acting wasn't like fantastic um in those movies yeah. he was just being funny um but i mean like people know him from like horrible acting like in goodwill in goodwill hunting his acting was garbage and i think people like associate him with being a shitty actor but I mean, like in in the more recent movies, like he's done like The Town and Argo and all that good stuff. I thought he was fantastic, yeah. but people still have like the stigma that he's a bad actor. Yeah, that's because in his early movies, Ben Affleck would just play Ben Affleck, like he was the same yeah. character yeah, in every single movie. And you're like, yeah, it's Ben Affleck. I like Ben Affleck, and he always plays Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah. That's who he is. <laughs> So, yeah, I'll throw that in there as well. Um, I do have a couple more. This one comes from Stephanie. She says, hey, guys, love the show. Recently saw The Strangers 2, and it was everything I had expected. Perfectly timed jumps and predictable dialogue. (laughs) Still loved it. Yeah. Uh, Is there a specific movie or genre that you consider your guilty pleasure? Hmm. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Okay, Ruby. Uh... Guilty pleasure, and I haven't watched it, watched them in a while. Okay, this would have to be like 90s and early 2000s rom coms. Yeah, love them. I love it. Oh, they're like great. 10 Things I Hate About You. And oh, shit, that's awesome, man. <laughs> 10 Things I Hate About You is fantastic. Like, can't hardly wait. Oh, I, love I love that. Can't shit. hardly wait. Yeah. 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 Um, I I really liked. Uh, we mentioned it last week during uh, on on our podcast. Uh, we did '90s cast. We talked about movies that we liked from the '90s. I really liked uh, Sliding Doors. That one's got Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just fun. Like like these are guilty pleasures. Okay, these are not fantastic They're not pleasures. They're it's just not fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not fantastic cinema. But I really like going back and watching some of those old movies because it's just fun. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, for me, it definitely has to be cheesy, like 80s action, like every anything with Sylvester Stallone <laughs> or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nice. <laughs> like uh, Cliffhanger. Like, oh, come on, Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger's great. Oh, Cliffhanger's awesome. So good. I saw Cliffhanger uh, in the theater. And that was good. Oh, you lucky son of a bitch. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what you get for being old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get to see movies in the theater. Well, you yeah. also get to. You also saw Star Wars in the theaters. I hate you for that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of hatred going on here. I know, I know. It's it's just because I'm jealous. That's yeah. yeah, what it is. Um, she goes on to say, well, "What about me?" Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Aaron. I'm waiting. And I think Nick did Nick answer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he agreed with me on command okay. or well, uh, cliffhanger. I would no. say <laughs> that means that's his good. I would say, uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of flying, and I sit there on these planes, and I, I'm for whatever reason, I, lately, I've been picking like these super sad, like romantic comedy type things. I don't know if they're comedies, really, just these 
or just sad, super sad movies. And I just sit there and I'm like bawling my eyes out on the airplane. And people are just like, what's wrong with that guy? I don't know why. I don't know what is going on. But I mean, I watched, uh, I watched um, Selma back to back with Hidden Figures. Um, back to back. This was a 20 oh, yeah. hour flight. Back to back with the fault of our stars or no fault in our stars or whatever it was about the two young oh, yeah. people are like dying together. And I'm watching these three movies together. I am just bawling my eyes over 10 hours straight practically. And I'm like, Oh, well, I don't know. I keep doing it. I just keep pushing the next sad movie. So anyway, yeah, I don't <laughs> you, know. Why. You just love bummer movies. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Billion people dying. Okay. Well, I need to watch some of them dying, you know, like, <laughs> no, but I, it's sad. you know, the situation, a lot of these situations are obviously sad. Oh, obviously. No. Anyway. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, she actually goes on to have another question. She says, you also mentioned recently that the directors of Game of Thrones will be doing some work on some upcoming Star Wars movies. Should I expect gratuitous violence and nudity now? Now, or do you think they will just do their part justice? Um, obviously, no. Don't expect any nudity or gratuitous violence. Uh, clearly. Not, not from Disney. Not from Disney. No. Not at all. No. Um, I am excited about it. Um, I'm never. I'm not. I'm not a big Game of Thrones fan, but I. Uh, the writing aspect of it yeah, is is apparently really good, from what I've been told. I am a fan, and I think it's amazing in every way. Okay then. Yeah, I am too, and it's amazing. <laughs> I think it's, one thing other than maybe the gratuitous whatever, whatever, but like by and large, that is just an insanely good TV show as far as like <laughs> cinematography, writing script, or I'm mean, writing uh, locations, just insane. <laughs> yeah. In the north, though, are you sensing that? <laughs> Getting that sense of me? Uh, I don't know what you're talking the about. North, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, know. <laughs> um, all right. We have one more question. This one comes from Matthew. Matthew asks um, You guys spend a lot of time talking about timeless movies. Can you, do you think there are any um, timeless movies that are coming out to, and now or today? Um, that could be timeless in the future. So I'm assuming you mean like, uh, Matthew, I'm assuming you mean something along the lines of like, what will still be relevant in 20 years that's coming out now? Uh, I don't know, man. That's hard. Maybe like a billion lives. We're not making a lot of timeless anymore. So it's kind of frustrating on that. Although I did, th I think surprisingly, no. I would say rogue yeah. one. Um, Hell yeah. Like, I think Rogue One, you know, just on its own. Epic. Yeah, I do. I do think so. Although Timeless all the stars technically are going to be time. Hey, we're watching movies, currently Star Wars movies from the epic. 70s now. Like, okay. I just thought Rogue One stood by itself and yeah. was amazing on its own. It was a little slightly retro with their thing, but at the same time, it was a wrapped up story. But I know some people disagree. I think it's one of the best Star Wars movies they made. No, I agree. 100% agree. I and I, we're gonna Love Rogue here. One. Yeah, we're both. We're both mm -hmm. pretty pretty big yeah. Rogue One so I guess fans. You're, you're yeah, oh, no, I didn't say I. I not yeah. saying I disagree. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next it's question. <laughs> <Just> no, joking. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> joking, joking. But no, like when I when I think of timeless movies, I think of movies like Shawshank Redemption. I think of uh, you know Forrest Gump. I think of you know uh, things that still that have a message that are relevant throughout time. Um, possibly the movie Wonder. I don't yeah, know if you. That was good. I saw that. One. I don't know if you guys. That's one of the ones that I watched while I was in my crying phase. But <laughs> it was a bummer movie. It was a bummer movie. <laughs> so embarrassed for how those people treat. You know, like it's embarrassing to be a human sometimes. Yeah. 
So I think Wonder could possibly be timeless. Um, yeah, that's all. Yeah, but that's really it. That's all I have for listener mail. If you have your own listener mail, feel free to send them into cinema from the dark side at gmail.com. Um, I won't answer every single one that I have, you know, that I get all in one show, but I will answer them eventually. That is a promise I will make you. Um, so thank you so much, Aaron, for coming on. I do really appreciate it. And anybody can send their hate mail to me. <laughs> listener mail to him. I get hate mail. You can send me hate mail too. I'll laugh about it. I don't care. Uh, but yeah, seriously, thank you so much. I know this was a lot of planning um, uh, to get this done. And I want to thank Ruby and Nick for joining us. Uh, it was seriously awesome. Uh, maybe we can do, maybe we can do like a movie collab in the future. Cool. Make a movie. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, oh yeah. Make a movie. Oh, sorry. I, that's where I'm going with that. Sorry. <laughs> We're going to make a movie. Let's collab on a movie, dude. No, no let's no. make a movie. A podcast. I get it. <laughs> what I don't, what, what, what ideas do you have for movies, Nick? What ideas? Um, I don't know. I, I get obsessed with like uh, dystopian future movies mm. like Mad Max or where like the future Blade Runner, like where everything's terrible, but ev- there's still happy people, but everything's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I think we could make a cool dystopian future movie. Mm-hmm. I know. I know Ruby is a big fan of Jurassic World and I know Jurassic World 2 is coming out shortly. Yes. So maybe we can uh, talk about Jurassic World in the future. Jurassic World 3. Oh, you're saying sure. oh about podcasting. I know you're talking about making movies. No, we're okay. not going to make a movie okay. here. Oh yeah, I thought you were talking about yeah, making movies. Right. I want to no, make a dystopian. Not listening, we're all talking and about me and Aaron are going to go make a dystopian like movie. Maybe tough to make. I don't no. know. <laughs> 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 I mean, sure, we can make a movie. The production budget is going to be whatever I use to build this podcast studio. Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. yeah. 80 bucks. So we'll have to get toys <laughs> to be the dinosaurs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I do want to some claymation. Dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just imagining like action figures held by our hands and like it's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't afford a dinosaur toy so we're just using a Tonka trunk as a triceratops you know um, sure. <laughs> but anyway I do want to give a big thanks to them you can check out Ruby's channel on YouTube, just type in Ruby Roo. It'll get you there. Same thing with Nick. Just type in Grim Green. Mm-hmm. And you can follow their podcast on Culture of Clouds. Uh, you can find that on SoundCloud and mm-hmm. iTunes. Those are the biggest platforms. And you can follow mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. That, that Aaron is doing with A Billion Lives on abillionlives.com and on the Billion Lives Facebook page. All right. And thank you so much for joining us here on another episode. And we will see you next time. Bye.